sphoenix.com freedomsphoenix.com where the revolution between the ears is already mature sphoenix.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free bring up whatever's on your mind 800-259-9231 that number brought to you Bicycle CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still to come here tonight, of course, your calls about anything you want to discuss. The school madness continues. We spent quite a bit of time last week telling you about what was going on in Texas, where they're handing out tickets to thousands of students every single year. And that's not the only place where insanity is developing in the school system. We'll tell you what's happening in West Virginia here tonight. 800-259-9231 is the number for you. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Right to the phone calls, to the fun. Matthew's in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matthew. Good afternoon, gentlemen and ladies. Hey. Um, I'm, calling be- I'm calling because um, I listen to the podcast, obviously, and Sunday there was a little bit of information. I love the Sunday show, but they get a little loosey-goosey with the facts. And um, unfortunately, Dale, and I, me and Mark have had this conversation before, but Dale got back on the Proposition 8 uh, vote out here in California, and he repeated, uh, the, the, I guess, the rumor, the misnomer, that blacks contributed to... The, uh, the defeat are, or the defeat of Proposition 8 are, so that so gays were, you know, constitutional uh, rights were being violated. And that's not the case. I'm sorry, it was a little <laughs> bit, uh, you were a little garbled there for a moment. You're saying that Dale said that blacks had something to do with Proposition 8 being overturned, right. meaning, meaning that uh, gay marriage is no longer legal in California? Right, because he said that blacks usually vote conservatively. And because they came out for the 2008 election of Barack Obama, that that was the reason that Proposition 8 uh, was uh, that gays were not allowed to, to marry. And so this is not the- this has been commonly repeated in the news on a regular basis, saying that uh, you know blacks tend to be uh, you know fiscally liberal and socially conservative. Um, you know, at least that that's. That certainly one could say that about Jesse Jackson and uh, Al Sharpton, and one certainly can't deny that they have a certain level of influence among at least some black uh, Americans. But um, uh, actually, we la- actually behind the scenes we laugh at those people. And black African American community, they do not represent. I say a, they represent a very small, minute uh, percentage of us. We laugh at them. They in no way represent the mainstream African American voice. But go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying that this is this has been something that's been commonly uh, talked about on the news, yes. and uh, you know it's it's considered to be sort of common knowledge. Now, what do you have to say? Uh, you know, otherwise. Well, well, here's, well, here's two things that bear out that being incorrect. One, if you look at the counties that African Americans vote in: Oakland County, Alameda County, Santa Clara County, which you know, don't know these counties, uh, L.A. County and San Diego County. That's actually where uh, the initiative uh, was defeated. I guess where it, it didn't go through some. To um, I hate using the word gay, gays, but uh, but where they were, their rights weren't being violated. Where we supported their their right to, to to be married. That's where you know that's in those counties. It actually went through, but we supported them. Huh. And second of all. Uh, if you look at uh, the African American voting con- contingency, one in five, one, one in four, one in five African American males can't vote anyway because they're parolees, are, are felons. 
So we, now, you know, wait a second, Matthew. It's my understanding, and I don't know how things are in California um, specifically, but I can tell you that most states in the United States that somebody who is a convicted felon can vote in. Florida isn't one of them. That's where I'm from, and I'm a convicted California, felon. California, you cannot either. You cannot own a handgun, and you cannot no. or a gun, and you well, cannot. Nobody, no, right. no convicted felon in the United States right. can own a firearm. Right, and you cannot vote either. Right, right. In California, no, I have a lot of friends who are felons, and they can't vote. They yeah. are not allowed to vote. All right. So, um, you know, so we are, even if, which we did come out in a higher percentage of African Americans uh, to other elections, yeah, we did come out as, as, as a higher percentage of ourselves, but we're still quite a minority in the voting population. So if every African American who voted, voted for Proposition 8, it wouldn't have, significantly wouldn't have made a diff, big, that big of a difference. We're just right. not that big of a voting dynamic. In are you in favor of the state of California granting gay men and women the right to marry? I, also, okay, this is another subject. I don't think, I, if I was to get married, I would. The last people I would want approval from and involved in my marriage is the government. Praise the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want them involved in my marriage. Okay, so, but, but if, if I, you know, I, I realize that the same struggles that, uh, I hate using the word gays, but the same struggles that gays are going through right now are the same struggles that African Americans went through 30, 40 years ago. Which is, why was, the, which is why states started granting people permission to marry in the first place right. and got involved was so that, quote-unquote, colored people could marry white people. Right, exactly. So I realized that that's it's just the same tool being used on a different person, and I wouldn't, use, I wouldn't want that tool used on anyone. So I, I support rights for everyone. I just think everyone should stand at everyone else's business. And we'd be a lot better country. You know, let me smoke my pot and you can have your gun and we can call it even. It's a catch-22, though, don't you think? Because if you don't vote for permitting uh, gays and lesbians to marry, then it's as though you are against gays and lesbians marrying. But if you're voting, if you're not voting on the principle that it's not the state's right in the first place, then, I mean, you're kind of stuck, huh? Well, no, no. I mean, I, I totally, I voted for them to have the right to do that. If they, if they want, I mean, it's their choice. If they want to get the government involved in their life, hey, you know, that's that's your right and response. I mean, that's your responsibility. You're right. Hey, go at it. Even though I don't, I, though, me personally, I wouldn't get the government involved in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, if you want it, like, like I said, then gays in the military. I hate using that word again. Gays in the military. I don't think, as an ex, as a veteran, I wouldn't join the military today. I, I recommend all my friends don't join the military. But if you're openly gay and you want to join the military, I think you should have that right, even though I would tell you not to do it. Okay, so basically you're calling to correct the misconception that uh, it was the black community in California that swung the vote against uh, gay marriage. And you're saying that from your experience, being a black man in California and presumably being And apparently studied uh, some of these numbers. uh, You're saying not the case at all. If you look up Wikipedia... um, Go to the Wikipedia page on Proposition 8. They lay it out right there. Um, and it, it's just, it doesn't bear out. Those, those numbers don't bear. Statistically, that's just not the case. And I hate for Dale to repeat that because I don't want anyone in any other community thinking that the black community is against them. And I, can't, mm-hmm. and I don't speak for them any more than Jesse Jackson does or whoever Al Sharpton does. But I'm saying from the people I communicate with and intertwine with in my daily life, the African-Americans, we were all for you know, letting people have the right to marry if that's what they choose to do. We, you know, that's what we were for. And, and statistically, if you look at where we vote in, you know, like those counties, it did, it, Proposition 8 didn't pass. So, 
Well, you know what I might recommend you do is uh, contact Dalebert directly. Uh, you can get in touch with him at Dalebert at freetalklive.com, and that might be a good way to get that information into his hands so he doesn't continue to propagate that. Because it's it's good to call us because our listeners, I'm sure, needed to know. Uh, but you know, you might want to get it to uh, to him specifically. Well, I think most of the people who listen on Sundays probably listen on Mondays because, you know, it's a smaller show. So just, you know, those people, I don't want those people get repeating the misnomer, you know, thinking that that's the case. It's just not. Fair enough. Thanks uh, for the call tonight, Matthew. appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, though Dilbert is uh, saying he may change his name back to Dale. So it's up in the air as to what his name is. <laughs> Like, I'm getting kind of tired of changing his email address on my website. <laughs> Make up your mind. Uh, but you can email him still at dalebert at freetalklive.com if you would like to, as we continue here uh, with David listening in New Hampshire. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hi. I was going to ask something about libertarianism. I don't know if you guys are libertarians, but... I would have described myself that way five years ago, so go ahead. This is my question. Um... Do you all believe in, like, fiscally, like, just, like, survival of the fittest type of thing? I'm not sure what you mean by that question. Um, or, like, evolution, like, fiscally? That means, um, well, if there's no taxes to help old people or uh, people who are, like, on the bottom end that, you know, are just not going to make it type of thing... Um, then I, they I think get I see evolved out of the out of the equation. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that question. It's very common, and I'd like to address it here. So, hang on, if you don't mind, David. We'll be back more with uh, David here in a moment, and uh, we'll take your calls as well. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What about the poor? What about the sick? What about the infirm? What about the elderly? What would happen to them in the absence of taxes? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control. It's free talk live. How do we bring liberty into the forefront of entertainment? How about film festivals? How about Sundance Film Festival? Pledge today to moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com to help Silver Circle complete production by the Sundance Film Submission Deadline. Now's your chance to spread the message. Visit moneybomb.silvercirclemovie.com through the month of January to pledge. Because Sundance needs liberty. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Features, by the way, including listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up flavors of streaming, plus the webcam and listen lines that you can call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in via your phone from anywhere. Plus, uh, we've also got our free-to-air satellite channel and 90 radio stations from coast to coast that take the show at various different times throughout the week. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in and to learn more. Are you on any prescription medications? Are you getting your meds at a local pharmacy? If you are, you're likely paying a lot more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount Prescription Services will get you your prescription medications at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com, click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've gone through the process. I've been to their offices. 
It's a top, uh, top-notch organization, meds.freetalklive.com. doesn't matter if it's Viagra, Cialis, Boniva, Amplify, Lipitor, Nexium, or Zetia. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. David is on the line with an important question. Uh, David in New Hampshire, are you with us? Sure am. So let me see if I can recap your question and tell me if I've, if I've got it right. Uh, your concern is, having looked at the ideas of liberty and considered them and found them fairly, uh, you know, because I know you personally, found them fairly acceptable. And in general, there are a few things that are sticking with you. And one of them is the concern over what would happen in the absence of a confiscatory tax situation where everybody has money taken from them, allegedly or ostensibly for the benefit of those who are the downtrodden, those who are in hungry, those who are sick, uh, those who are old and infirmed. Uh, so what would happen is typically the question to those people in the absence of the government, which is the, you know, the so-called safety net. This is the government is there to take care of these people when everything else fails. That's that tends to be the the sales position of the people that support the one size fits all monopoly government system. Would that be pretty much your question? Pretty much. It's a, it just kind of sounded like um fiscal um, survival of the fittest, like an evolution type of situation. Yeah, people will often say that. And um, what what we say, you know, the liberty movement, is that we believe that the ideas of liberty are the most moral and just ways to go about something. Um, so if if you don't find the idea of theft motivating, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people say, well, rich people can afford it and poor people can't, so, you know, whatever. But if you don't find the ideas of stealing from some in order to give to others to be motivating, there are other um, things to look at, which is how about Social Security? Social Security, the way it's designed, isn't really designed to get money from rich people and give it to poor people. It's designed as sort of this uh, this insurance. And I believe a that it stops... Savings account, yeah, it's a forced savings account. Yeah, it's like a forced savings account. Without and, the money in it. And it, uh, right, the government does what it wants with it and then takes the money and then gives it back if they feel like it. And the... Um, they actually stop collecting Social Security. I think it's at $120,000, but I am not a CPA, so do not take my word at that. But at some point, there's a cap where you no longer pay money into Social Security at some point. So if the idea was to take money from rich people and give it to poor people, they're failing because they have a cap. Because, well, rich people write this stuff, David. And the other thing about Social Security is is that, uh, well, it it's racist, Black people don't live as long as white people. Poor people don't live as long as rich people. And men don't live as long as women. So for every uh, well, one... bigoted and racist, right? Whatever it is. It's all of that. Yeah. So for every one rich white woman on Social Security, there's three poor black men that had uh, worked all their lives and died at 68 um, in order to pay her checks while she makes it to 97. And this is extraordinarily common. And this just goes to show the inefficiency of the government system. Welfare is another great example. Seven, 70 cents on every w- welfare dollar is given to middle-class bureaucrats that administer the program. That means only 30% actually makes it to people who um, are getting the stuff. And you know some of those I've heard people— I've it's between 60 and 70%, Mark. Fine, 60 and 70%. Um, then you know, 30 to 40% are actually trickling down um, and, and getting to these people's lives. And you know some of them are ripping the system off because the government's not very good at deciding— Who's lying and who's telling the truth? 
Okay, but Mark, you haven't really answered the. I don't think you've answered David's concern of what about the poor. I mean, okay, you've well, you've trashed on the government's uh, redistribution well, system, so, but at least well, it helps some I'm trying people. To make is, the point Mark, I'm trying well, to make these is, these two argue. Have you ever been down on your luck and needed some help yourself? You mean David? Oh, I'm Me? sorry. I'm sorry. I l- was looking at Mark when I said that. I apologize, David. Thank you, Ian. Have you ever been down on your luck and needed some some help in some way? You're talking to me. Yes, I am. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. And who helped you? Um, family and stuff. Right. So um, imagine if you were able to keep all of the money that is the fruit of your labor, uh, that you would have even more to to help friends and family with and even possibly do loans with and, and make money yourself in, in that way. And so so you would be helping those people with whom you associate and you can see the money um, or, or help or resources or whatever you're offering put to use and you can then therefore make a decision whether to increase it, decrease it, continue it, discontinue it or whatever. But it's it's your property that you're getting to see, uh, you know, put into action. And- yeah, but Michelle, that only works if you've got responsibility and you have the ability to save that money. I mean, what about the people that are just going to, you know, buy a bunch of beer and cigarettes with their money and then they'll have nothing left to, uh, to help themselves? I mean, it's great if you're fiscally responsible to earn more money, then you can save more to help more people. And I get what you're saying there, but what about the people that won't help themselves? Well, it becomes a strong disincentive to to spend money on things that are not uh, uh, perpetrating your good health or increasing your own wealth or increasing your own well-being. You know, I mean, we can't... there is a, a buyer beware aspect to to life as well as you know so that for the person that's doing the lending you know lend it to where or give it to where um you know don't throw cast your pearls before swine so to speak but there's also the aspect of if you're just entitled to to get this money as the government has uh claimed so many are because they're below poverty level or because they have this many children and they don't have a, a husband or a wife or they're injured or or whatever well, then the the incentive is to actually, you know, continue to be sick and, okay. and not help yourself. So I get I get where both of you are coming from. And I think you've made some good points, although I don't think that you've really addressed uh, the concerns. David, how do you feel? Um, I would I would speak to the uh, old people that have zero, no people and they, they just, you know, no so you money, believe- no, not workable. No, they can't get work there. What about private charity? People. What about private charity? I would say um, if it, well, I guess there's, I don't know. Would private charity work? Well, think well that's about what that. I wanted to focus on here. Now that, uh, <laughs> let, let me give this a shot here, David. I, I think okay. that uh, both both Mark and uh, Michelle made good points, and especially Michelle's point about Sorry. that you'd get to keep all the money that you earn. And you'd get to decide what to do with that. That's really useful, and it's a really good point. But to expand on it a little bit, uh, Mark pointed out that the, these government programs are incredibly wasteful, that most of the money that is being right. spent on them is going to the government bureaucrats, not to actually help people. So when you take the money that the government programs are getting and you put it in the hands of charities, then all of a sudden it, the money becomes far more valuable. It becomes far more useful. And I'd like to expand on that idea here in a moment. So hang on. More on this discussion in moments at 800-259-9231. How the free market can help more people. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? 
This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535 double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that for yourself. And if you're a lady listener, get details on how to get uh, to become part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without lawyers who have to know what it takes to win. And Jurisdictionary will teach you what it takes to win. They'll teach you how to motion the court, how to get evidence, um, all the things you need to know. It's written by a 24-year case-winning veteran attorney who wants to show people how to protect themselves from other members of his profession. It works for both plaintiffs and defendants. It works in all state and federal courts. And it costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. So easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. It's jurisdictionary.com. All right. So we've got David on the line here in New Hampshire, and I've held him through now a couple breaks because I think the the question he's asking is really important. And I think that uh, Mark and Michelle's answers were, well, leaving a little bit to be desired as far as satisfying uh, David. And, and I was right about that. David, are you still there? I'm still here, but, I, but I'm kind of hearing that as with the, the way it is today, it's it's a lot of things that are going to happen. Uh, we'll be there to catch and help out. We're talking about sick people. We're talking about poor people. We're talking about old people, uh, people that uh, that may could use some, some assistance in life. Friendless people. People Friendless, that have no right, family. And, right, you absolutely. Know. Loners, uh, all, the, all of that. And, and how they would be assisted in the world without the government. Because we've all been brought up to believe in this, this kind of uh, safety net mentality, thinking that the government's there for if everything else fails, you can go to them and you can get help. And we have a young lady named Meg on our Saturday night show. I'm sure you've, uh, you've heard her before. And she at one point was homeless in Los Angeles and thought she would be able to get some assistance uh, because, you know, once you're out of home and on the streets, you're pretty much, you know, at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, so she was there, and uh, she thought she was going to be able to get some help. She'd she'd certainly paid taxes at some point in her life, so she figured, well, now she can collect a little bit of of what she'd paid in. And she went out to try to get that help, and she didn't qualify for whatever arbitrary reason they decided. So she was on the streets and hungry, and they wouldn't even, you know, give her money to, you know, buy a sandwich or something like that. She expected she was going to get help from the so-called safety net. And uh, she fell right through it. So there's plenty of examples of people having those sorts of situations. And, of course, the government system, while it, while in some cases maybe staffed with people who do care, in a lot of cases it seems to be staffed with black-hearted bureaucrats who just you know, can't even be bothered to empathize with other people. But just to tie in a couple of things that Michelle and Mark had said here, uh, with the real point on on focusing on compassion for people that uh, that could use help, 
the most important thing that I think that's been said was that, Michelle, in the absence of the government, you get to keep the money that you earn. You get to decide how to allocate it. You get to decide who to give it to. And that means that the money that's currently being taken from people and spent by the government welfare program, even if it was a fraction of the, that money that was given to private charities in the free marketplace, that fraction would still do more than the current amount given to uh, to the government and or taken by the government. And the reason for that is because the private charities are far more efficient than governments. In many cases, the, uh, the private charities will have the reverse ratio. So instead of it being, say, 60 to 70 percent of overhead for the government program, a private charity may have 10 to 30 percent overhead and they they may spend you know 70 to 90 percent of their money on the people that actually need the assistance plus private charities are run by people who who care typically they're volunteered by people who care they're not volunteered or run by professional bureaucrats they're they're volunteered by the people that actually want to get involved in people's lives and help them so these are people who are paying close attention to the folks that are receiving the assistance they're not just okay well you filled out the form correctly we're going to cut you a check every month now it's no we're going to work closely with you we're going to make sure that you know you're getting the job training you need or you're getting the assistance that uh, that you need and and in the case of like welfare that you're that you're getting out on the streets you're putting in job applications, you're helping yourself and things like An that. An important aspect of that too, Ian, is that bureaucrats have an incentive for you to stay on the dole. Because if you're they on the dole, do- yeah, then they have their job. And they want to make the program bigger and Correct. That. I can speak for myself, David, that um, in for 2006, uh, the government has accused me of, of owing $650,000 <clears> pardon me, in, um, in uh, federal income taxes and and uh, I strongly disagree with that, um, you know, position. But regarding that year, I helped a family member who had cancer. My brother was in jail and needed some had some legal problems and things like that. I ended up spending sixty percent of the money that I made that year giving to people, giving people and helping them, it, not on a loan, but simply giving it to them. So, um, and you know, and it got to go to friends and family members that. Uh, that I wanted to help personally. So it didn't, the fact that I didn't pay uh, the government money didn't mean that I wasn't interested in helping people. I think that's, right. I think one of the problems with uh, the people that in the. That sounds like a real, I'm sorry, but that sounds much more efficient than if you had. I agree. <laughs> right. So still, even with all the things I've said here about how private charities are more efficient and that each individual will be able to decide which charities to give it to. So you have competition between the charities to make sure that they're on the up and up, that they're being honest, that they're actually helping people is the way they say they're going to help people. Like, for instance, I think there was a news article about Bono's charity. Are you familiar with the musical singer Bono? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there was some sort of news item that said that his one charity that he has actually gives about 1% to the people that need it or something like that. It was crazy. Just like this outrageous news story about uh, what is purportedly a charity designed to help people, but it's got approximately like a 99% overhead or something absurd like that. So I think about Haiti. The money that went to Haiti, everybody hitting their buttons on the on the cell phone, sending money to Haiti, and how inefficiently that's getting used. It's well, David, I don't crazy. know how old you are, but do you remember the song "We Are the World"? Uh, yeah, we are the world. Yeah, okay. Well, I think something like thirty million dollars was raised from the recording of and sell, sale of that song, and that was to all go to um, Ethiopia. I think it was Ethiopia. 
I, I I'm pretty was, sure it was Ethiopia. Yeah. kids in Africa was Yeah, yeah I'm I pretty remember. sure it was yeah. Ethiopia. Um, in any case, uh, food was purchased, and it sat on the docks over there and rotted. And so it didn't even get to the people because the government that was in, uh, you know, in power at that time over there didn't want their people to be fed. Mm-hmm. And so there it was, you know, all, all these, you know, do-gooders thought that they were, uh, you know, doing a nice thing. And as it turns out, it, it was for nothing. So just to bring it down to the ultimate level here, I mean, we've, we've talked about all these reasons why the marketplace can do this stuff better than the government can. But ultimately, it really comes down to what you believe about people, David, because I can say everything I want to about how you know, the government is less efficient, charities are better, you get to choose. That helps making things even you – know, make allocation even better to the people that need the assistance. But some people believe that people are evil. And some people believe that in the absence of government, that uh, despite all the things that Ian and Michelle and Mark have said, that still people will be starving in the streets because you won't be able to get people to give. They're just going to take all their money and shove it under a mattress somewhere, and they're not going to be uh, sharing it. They're not going to give some it to charity. Some people will do that. Some will. But yep. I don't know about you, David, but when I look around, I see mostly good people, and I see compassionate people, and I see people that are concerned about their fellow man and that are willing to help out. And I see that a lot of those compassionate people don't have the money that they can they can help with because it's already been taken from them. Or they'll make an excuse like, well, I can't go any further with giving to charity because I don't have any more money. I might give more if I you know, could keep the money that I earned, uh, but I don't have it now. I see that in people. I see good in people. I think people are generally good, and I don't think they're generally evil. So it really comes down to what you believe about people. And that's really where a lot of the, the desire for government comes from 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 people is they don't believe people are good they think people are evil and that they need to be controlled somehow by electing good people which is of course just a total utopian fantasy because right, if, you, if people are bad then the worst of them are going to be politicians they're going to get in charge of the government right i think i think we've seen that uh, whether people are good or not bad people get in charge i think people are good and so leave them to their own devices and let them help their neighbors without being threatened and i hope that answers your questions david more coming up thanks for the call it's free talk live Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live. You can do that. And there are different ways you can do it. One of those ways is by shopping with us. And unfortunately, we have a very silly story to tell. Somewhat disappointing. Yes. Uh, Amazon is something we've been promoting for years now on this program. Shopping. Five, six, seven years? Yeah. No, not, oh, no, no. no, not that long. Maybe maybe more like three or four years. Or what? Like that. Yeah. I don't think it's been Are you going to make me feel bad for making no. my purchases? No. 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 Okay. 
they're corporations are what they are, right? And they have, in many cases, silly rules. And uh, Amazon contacted me recently to alert me that we are violating one of their rules by having uh, the old Amazon.freetalklive.com address. URL, yeah. Yeah. And apparently we've been violating that rule for a long time. I don't remember it being a problem. I, so they, is it by having the address or by uh, promoting the address? Oh, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the way we started with Amazon was they had this guy that works uh, with their associates department who contacted us uh, to uh, to ask us if we wanted to, uh, to to kind of get involved in this program. They were reaching out to a podcast at the time. So it was like when podcasts were brand new, basically. So it was probably around 06 or 05 or something like that. And so he was reaching out to us. And I said, yeah, it's great. Sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. And we, we got it started. And I could have sworn I ran the idea by him at the time. But I don't know. It's been years. I don't remember. And he doesn't work for him anymore. So I can't I couldn't appeal to him to say, hey, what's going on here? Because like out of the blue, all of a sudden, this is a problem. You know, we've been promoting this URL for years on the show. It's it's permanently emblazoned in years worth of archives. So it's, it's not going away. Right. I mean, as far as if somebody listens to a show past uh in the past beyond today they're going to hear the old url and, and people do listen um i you know is all you have to do is look at our numbers and you'll see that many people um probably half of the listens on a show come after the first month right and sure enough i looked at their they said well you need to look at our agreement and okay fine we'll go check this out and re- reading the text of the agreement the way it seemed to be intended at least my interpretation was that they didn't want you putting like Amazon, uh, AmazonCarParts.com, and then sending people to your website where somewhere on there you link to car parts people can buy. Like, they didn't want to confuse their trademarks, uh, their logos or whatever. They didn't want to uh, confuse Amazon uh, with your website, basically. They didn't want people who were running the Associates program and making a percentage off of uh, Amazon sales to direct people to a website that wasn't actually their site. That was, that was the impression I got from what I was reading there. And I tried to make the point to them, look, we're just... We're just sending people to your site. There's no when you go to Amazon.freetalklive.com and you can still go to go to it. We haven't taken it down yet. But when you go there, it just goes straight to Amazon. It's not like it's going to a page on Free Talk Live where we're trying to sell you like one or two different products and we've got a bunch of text that you know makes it look like it's our site. You Jumbled know what I mean? Mess. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? It goes straight to their site. It's just a just a forwarding link. It doesn't have any of our content on it, basically. And so I tried to make that point to him, like, look, this isn't our site this is just a quick link we can give on the air to our listeners so they can go to your site and get their shopping done and they uh, you know that did not persuade them uh so basically they have right, asked because the person who's uh, you're talking to doesn't care whether amazon no. sells product or not it's their job to dot the t- dot the i's and cross the t's yeah so it basically even though we you guys you the listener buy thousands of dollars worth of products every month through that link that wasn't persuasive to them either so i'm still in the process of talking to them because Basically, I've said, all right, look, I'll stop using that on the air. We'll stop tonight. We'll start using shop.freetalklive.com. So now it will be shop.freetalklive.com that will get you to the Amazon page. So we're still going to promote it in the exact same way that we've always done, that you can shop with Free Talk Live. You can go shop at Amazon with Free Talk Live. You're just going to have to go through shop.freetalklive.com. And I'm hoping that they won't be so obtuse as to force me to shut down the uh, the Amazon link. Like, 
there's there there's a difference here, right? I, I'm willing to please just let me just stop promoting it. Like from now on, I could just do shop.freetalklive.com. We'll change the links on our website to shop.freetalklive.com, but leave the Amazon link up because otherwise you you guys are going to be out money. Because everybody, right, <laughs> everybody's got Amazon.freetalklive.com burned into their mind, and if I take that off the, uh, the internet, so to speak, if I shut it down, then it's not going to go anywhere. They, they're going to try to type that in, and it's not going to work. So they haven't gotten back to me on that yet, and I haven't, I haven't specifically asked them if I need to take it offline because I don't want them to say yes. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens. I still like Amazon. You know, they still have great deals and a huge selection it's just they're a big corporation and i bought they've got their laws that they're going by or whatever i bought a so. camera for Faisal uh, for his birthday from amazon as opposed to going to the camera store now i like to go to shops because um and not like walmart shops but like mom and pop stores where i can go and if i have a problem with the product or i need help you know with it or whatever i can go and do that mm-hmm. i like to shop local but um, I purposefully did not do that and instead went through Amazon so that I could pitch money to Free Talk Live. Yeah. So, well, it's still going to happen. Yeah. I mean, the, the, if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, it's going to take you to uh, Amazon. And actually what we're going to end up doing. This so is it up- about the link or is it about you saying Amazon on the air? I, I think it's about the link. Um, I'm well, not sh- then have Amazon.freetalklive.com forward to shop.freetalklive.com, which forwards to Amazon.com. At well, which maybe. point you can continue to give Amazon.freetalklive.com, no, no. which would then I told forward- them I'm not going to do that. I, no, I, you cannot use their you cannot use their uh, term in a URL. You cannot. That is what they're. That is one of the specifics in their user agreement for the the associates. So that will not happen, Mark. It is shop.freetalklive.com, and maybe it'll end up working better for us because what we did a long time ago. Uh, was we actually had the four different Amazons that we have. Yeah. We're on Amazon US, we're on Amazon UK, we're on Amazon Germany, uh, we're on Amazon Canada, and we've also got Newegg as well, uh, Newegg US and Newegg Canada. And we're, we were never really good at promoting the other options. And we used to have this page with flags on it that people could click on and go to the country of their, uh, of their choice. And that ended up going away because uh, we, we instituted this forwarding thing where people – the idea was that you could just type it in from anywhere in the world, that it would detect which country you were in, and then it would send you to the right place. It worked most of the time. But it didn't work for some people all of the time. And so maybe we'll end up going back to the page with uh, the country choices on it. And then maybe, you know, you international listeners will have an easier time visiting your local Amazon and and getting the shopping done. So unless they decide to do something drastic and cut us off completely, we'll continue our relationship with them. uh, But it's unfortunate that they've uh, that they've decided to do this. And after years, years of uh, promoting that URL, all of a sudden now it's a problem. Yeah, it's funny. I don't understand that. So shop. Dot freetalklive.com. I hope that was enough explanation as to why. Well, uh, for the for the people that are listening tonight, but we're still going to get lots of questions about it, I can assure you, mm. uh, because not everybody's listening right now. Yep. Anyway, um, about David's question as to the efficiency or, you know, the, the morality and the efficiency of government charity, government-run charity, um, so I want to sort of juxtapose, you know, this this world currently today where taxes are uh, taken from people by force and threat and given to people who need them and some people who don't need them uh, versus a world where that wasn't done. We all know how it works currently. So um, let me talk about, you know, 
this organization, which is responsible not only for uh, you know saving people from themselves, but apparently it's also respons- responsible for killing people around the world. So you have this sort of d- this this dual role for this government out there that a they're here to protect you uh, from you know the bad people out there, and then b they're here to protect you against yourself. And it, so it it tends to show the government in two lights. And I think that you know for one, I find that bad. I don't want to give money to the government because I. I know that they use some of the money that they get to kill people around the world, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be responsible for that. If the government just had some kind of social safety net, I don't think I would have as big of a problem with it. However, even if it was an inefficient social safety net, um, which it is a very with stealing. Yeah, it's a very inefficient uh, social safety net, and the government does steal the money that it uses. So. If you um, if you take into consideration that sixty to seventy percent, those are numbers that we've heard here of the funds that they take in, they pay out to their their employees, government bureaucrats, to administer these programs. You take into consideration that some people have turned these uh, these welfare programs into entitlement programs for themselves. That they're on the third generation of uh, welfare recipients. They're obviously not learning. You're talking about a very small percentage. Think about the amount of taxes you pay to the federal government. You cut out all the stuff that's, uh, in, you know, for law enforcement and, and military stuff and all that kind of thing. You cut out 60% of what's left. Then you cut out, what, 50% of people that don't need it. You're talking about a very small percentage. And that's just what you expect people to give in, in as far as charity goes. I think it'll work. More coming up. Hour number two is next. You can take control. Free Talk Live. A very wealthy U.S. citizen is predicting that, in 2011, will witness the most important day in America in more than 50 years. He says it will change everything about our lives, the way you shop, travel, invest, educate your children, and even how you take care of your health and your family. Now, this man has made some outrageous predictions over the years, but he's usually right. He predicted the collapse of GM, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and America's biggest mall owner. And recently, he created a video which you can watch online for free, detailing his biggest and most important prediction yet. I can't stress this enough. You should at least watch this free video online today. He explains everything you need to know, including simple steps you can take to protect yourself. You can find the video at endofamerica19.com. Although this video may be offensive to some audiences, it's worth checking out. Again, it's endofamerica19.com. That's the numeral 19. That's endofamerica, the numeral 19.com. Talk Live, launching into the second hour of the program. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And joining you tonight is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you to our website, freetalklive.com. The features there we give to you, so enjoy those. Main feature actually allows you to control the content of the site. You can Submit different items from across the web, whether they be blog posts or news items, videos, whatever you want. You submit it to the site, and then they pop up for other people to vote on whether they like or dislike. The most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website. See for yourself and get interactive over at freetalklive.com as we go to the phones and the fun. Kenny the Playa is in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Kenny the Playa in the house. What's up, y'all? Hey. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. Kenny, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, so 
As a disclaimer, if I said it once, I have to say it again. What I'm about to say does not apply to all women and does not apply to all men. Last Wednesday, where I was talking about, um, I forgot what the topic was, but we were talking about how even though women make their own money, they still prefer a man, well, most women prefer a man that is quote-unquote on the same level or has more resources than they do. And the situation I was bringing up, we pretty much all agreed. But the moment I got off the phone, it turned into the whole, well, Kenny's thinking negative and he should think more positive and everything. And I thought about it, and I was thinking, well, okay, positive thinking doesn't really it works. It doesn't really work when there's someone else involved. It really only works when it's just you. I'm not sure if I know what you're talking about. I'm sorry if I don't recall what we said after we got off the phone. I don't really recall what we said when we were on the phone, but go ahead. What? Uh, Mark, was saying, well, Mark was saying that, um, uh, well, Kenny is um, he's being negative about it, and um, uh, even though I clearly said most of the time, even though I clearly said a lot of times I don't go to clubs, the message still was, well, when you go to places where these women tend to hang out, those are the results you're going to get. And oh, right, right. Okay, the point was that you're Kenny the player, and so it's likely that you're right. creating you're, the problem cre- with having women looking for your money because of the types of women you're meeting and the places that you're meeting them. Is that pretty much the the gist of it? Right. Okay. Correct. Is, is he recapping and, that? Uh, yeah, that sounds accurate to me. Yeah. I, I, you know, Pretty much that's the way I see it, yeah. Right, but even if you think positive about it, if somebody wants to screw you over, it doesn't matter if you're going to think positive about it or if you think negative about it, the outcome is still going to be the same. I agree that that much, uh, well, it's not necessarily going to be the same, but it's going to be similar. Um, and I, you know, I'll give you that. However, I think what your statement is, is that most women act this way. And I, you know, I just don't have that same experience, and I have nothing to, uh, to you know, to to make that right in my mind. So, you know, I, I could only assume that that's something you've created for yourself in some way. Assuming that most people go to public school, which I'm pretty sure we can all agree that's true, and assuming that most people watch TV. The message is, in our society, I don't know how it is up in New Hampshire. I've never been there. I would like to go. I haven't dated in New Hampshire. (laughs) Me neither. My wife has made sure of it. (laughs) But the message is, even though a woman prefers a man that has at least the same amount of resources as herself or more, that's the message. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the status quo. I don't like it you know, no, more than, no more than you do, but it is what it is. Actually, Kenny, I think that there are some things in my experience that have, um, because I had more money than some of the men that I've dated, and um, they were more uncomfortable with that than I was, actually. Well, wouldn't well, it be- um, Okay, well, yeah, those situations exist. Not not very common. But no, no, it's exist. common, Kenny. I can tell you that if I was going out with a woman who had a lot, a significantly made, significantly made a lot more money than I would, it would be a problem in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I why think that there's a problem. Why would it be a problem? Because yeah. 
I like you said that you know we are sort of societally brought up to to believe these things, and I I you know I've got those beliefs. I believe that I should make more money than my wife does. Also, you're for so you're. He brings you're home the bacon the- and she fries it up in the pan, Kenny. And she makes the babies, right? I mean, the, well, the 1950s. <laughs> no, together they I, make the babies. I've got Come a vasectomy now, so she's only taking care of one. I mean, this look, is I'm, I, look, I, I, you know, I'm not a sexist show. here. I don't demand this or anything like that. I'm just saying. Look, you know, this is I, I would have a problem with uh, a, a woman making a heck of a lot more money than me. Why? Why do you is, have that problem? Isn't that, isn't that an insecurity of yours? Mark? I think so. OK, whatever. Yeah. Why do you have that problem? Why do I have that problem? I just, yeah. That's the way I see the I world. I would be I would be pleased as punch for uh, for my Absolutely. lady if she I'm competitive with me money too. than me. I said I will be too. Yeah. See, I'm competitive. You see, it's why I have a business partner that I know that I can arm wrestle and win every single time. Well, What's it's good. I mean, mean, you can physically dominate him, and he can mentally outwit you. That seems Ian? fair. Are you talking about Ian, Ian Freeman? You go, girl. Please. <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. So, yeah, I, th- I think that is a bit of, um, I don't know if bigotry is the, the right word. It's certainly, it's you know, it's certainly this kind of uh, patriarchal mentality, Mark, and I think it's, uh, it's kind of sad. I'll, I, you can think whatever you want. Yeah. That's the way it is for me. Mm-hmm. I think that as long as a man carries his weight and contributes or a woman carries her weight and contributes that um, that it's great to work together. So, you know? so so maybe one person makes more money at one time or another time or whatever. But, um, you know, no matter how much money I ever make, I'll never be able to write my name in the snow. <laughs> so do you um do you, don't you do agree though that other people that that uh, women and men can carry their weight in the relationship in different ways right absolutely yeah, i mean yeah i mean because uh, that means whatever it wants to mean i mean because one because the typical it could be that statement could be true if the guy just has all the money and you know he he buys the woman clothes and jewelry and the woman just empties up the sex i mean she's putting in her part i mean that that statement is true in that relationship also sure would be i guess yeah hey, I, mean, I did I, a lot more than auntie up the sex when when you know there was a man that was financially taking care of me buying me jewelry and clothes you know yeah i mean now, I the, yeah go ahead. Are, are you looking for the the sugar mama is that what you want no Kenny? <laughs> no i'm not looking for I, the sugar mama you've mentioned you've mentioned sugar mamas in the past no, I mentioned when we were talking about sugar mamas, when we were talking about when a week ago, when we were talking about how ugly women could compete with the uh, yes. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> Do you keep notes? But, That's good memory. Um, but, um, yeah, the message I wanted to get out is that, you know, I know that thinking positive is a big theme on the show, but I'm just saying that it doesn't really do much good when it comes to when it's just more than yourself. Mm-hmm. You're talking about as far as meeting. You're talking about as far as meeting women that you uh, believe will become a gold. You know, possibly be gold diggers. You're saying thinking positive, not uh, going to affect that. Right, and also, in, in I think it also depends on how you're meeting women too. I mean, that might be a factor as well. I mean, if you're meeting women well, in I clubs, mean, you know, you flash a smile, hello, how are you? You know, show some charisma. I mean, 
That's the basic stuff. I mean, just well, no, but, I, but uh, I think the, call, the caller last time afterwards jumped to the conclusion that you were meeting women in clubs, and maybe the suggestion there is that if you're meeting women in a certain type of place, that you might be more likely to encounter a certain type of woman. I uh, maybe a gold digger would be more likely to try to pick up a man in a club. I don't know. I don't know if that's. And also, and I think that's a fallacy in logic because how do you draw the conclusion that certain people with certain attitudes want to hang out in certain places? Well, because they do. <laughs> I mean, because they do. You, you know? think that's true, Michelle? Gold diggers would be well, more based likely. On what? Well, I think that certain people like to hang out in certain kinds of places, and you congregate where there are people and things that are interesting to you. So, sure. Yeah, if you go to a crack den, you're going to find some crack whores. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Kenny. I appreciate it. Good night, it. Kenny. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Your thoughts on women, men, and money. Certainly welcome or bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you completely free again that's freetalklive.com features by the way including news updates you get signed up and we will keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about free talk live you'll know it first uh, you can get on our emailed updates list that's the best way to ensure you get all the news of course if you prefer twitter or facebook you can get it that way too go and get signed up over at news.freetalklive.com if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable SACL CAI is one of the longest sponsors of Free Talk Live, and they do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They're not like one of these collections companies that calls up and harasses your your clients and makes it so they never want to do business with you again. They treat your customers with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top on the right-hand side of the page. All right. So we're going to continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Jacob is in Maryland. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Michelle and Mark. Uh, hey, um, I just wanted to hear what your take on this was. Um, wait, do you know how um, congressmen and politicians don't need to follow the same rules that we do? Of course. That's, uh, yeah, that's their privilege. And the um, police well, and all the rest hold, of them hold, don't. Hold on, hold on. Um, there is a Washington Post article. You can look up on the internet. I just I'm going to make a comment about this. Then I want to hear your debate about this. Um, what you think? Basically, the article is speech or debate clause invoked in investigation of House members. What and was invoked? I'm sorry. Speech or debate clause. Basically, speech or debate clause. I don't understand the issue, but like basically, the executive branch can't wiretap the congressman because of speech or debate clause. So basically, they're immune to wiretapping when. The rest of us are subject to it by the Patriot Act, and I find that completely outrageous. So, okay, that's so what I 
What? So, so you're what, asking what? What do we think about that? Is that the idea? Yeah. No. Isn't that? Can anyone not find that outrageous? I think that all of Congress and the presidency and all of the government is outrageous. So, yeah, obviously there are double standards up there, and they get to do things that the rest of us can't. And uh, and we see the example after example of that. Uh, they are treated with uh, just complete kid gloves. If they get caught doing something that the rest of us will be thrown in the jail, uh, a jail cell for, they are usually given a slap on the hand. I think Charlie Rangel's a great example. Um, I mean, you know, what would happen to you if you didn't report the income on a an apartment building? Well... You know, for him, he gets censured in the uh, the, mm. the U.S. House. That's it. That's all they did to the guy. And they didn't even investigate him for his. Cor- they ended the corruption um, um, investigation on him. That's because they don't want to find out the answer. Well, right. If they investigate him, right. then someone might investigate them and find out how they're all corrupt uh, because oh, they pretty much all everyone. are. It would expose everyone. If they did a true investigation on Congress, it would expose everyone, the Republicans and the Democrats. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that. And even the ones that didn't get exposed, the uh, the U.S. House where they worked would be dis- besmirched far farther than it is now. I mean, currently Congress walks in with uh, less than 50% approval rating. It's a 20% rating. Right and, and it just continues to go down the toilet bowl after that. But um, – they, you know, this is they don't want the whole uh, the whole Congress to be besmirched, even if some guy in there is uh, not taking the, the bribes from the lobbyists and all that other stuff. He's still a guy who's, uh, you know, brokers power in some manner or another. And he doesn't want his power to be lessened because people know that the Congress is full of a bunch of corrupt crooks. Oh, yeah, no. And like, the thing is that the congressman can't call it another congressman for being corrupt because he's corrupt, too. So. He'd look like a Yep, and they all have uh, dirt dug up on one another or whatever. So I hope that answered your question. Sure. I'll post the link up to the website so you can see it. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Jacob. Appreciate the call. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. And we continue with Sovereign Space in California. Sovereign Space, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, to recap, that's why single moms can't get welfare and women can't get uh, government help. And I'm government, sorry, uh, I'm just re- recapping the previous conversation about women that don't get equal help from government. It's all got to do I with. I think we uh, had that conversation. Oh, you know, she was saying she couldn't get uh, uh, money from. The oh, you're talking that that about. You're talking about Meg. Uh, yeah, it? I'm just re- recapping this in the light. Okay, of there was a woman who made that statement. It was not a yeah, general no, statement I, I about women. Mean, I don't mean to get wrapped up in it, but uh, but what I'm saying it covers the, what government does, uh, and single moms can't get uh, uh, can't get welfare either, and that's got to do with women's lib. But uh, the thing is, who gets welfare that, if single moms don't? Well, uh, anybody gets welfare. A big, strong, healthy male like my friend. Not a lot of them. <laughs> you'd say, you know, you said, look, don't even call me. <laughs> I'm busy. Um, okay, so any, what else was on your mind tonight? Anyway, oh, I just wanted to point out what government is. It's not a nonprofit organization charity. That's right. It only gives charity if it can create a big workforce, a lot of job tax to the few, uh, and mostly that's done in killing. And uh, so because of fragmentation and the right hand doesn't know what it's doing, uh what I what I called about is that presently they're waging environmental warfare to boost the economy, like the Gulf spill, uh, and so on. And, oh, and deflecting the sun and so on. 
And they kind of act hastily because the sun and the earth that they're destroying supports the solar system and Mars where they plan to escape after milking the, the, uh, us dry. Yes, I'm and sorry, who's escaping to Mars? Uh, uh, the elite, you know, the few, the, the people that, uh, that uh, uh, you know, Jones uh, talks about, Alex Jones talks about. Wait a minute, about. wait a minute, hold on a second. Let me see if I... It's a little difficult to follow you Okay, they're, you're, they're, so okay they're, I agree uh, with you on the point that they're milking people dry. No doubt about that. Government is forced. They take things that aren't theirs, and they demand things of people that aren't theirs to demand of. And But where did the Mars thing come in? I, I, yeah, you're, you're, you're a little yeah, scattered. You're, you're still kind of on a personal uh, level. And what I'm trying to uh, get at is the structure of the economy. It's there to make big bucks. And government, if you look at, at the first 10 pages of your yellow pages, government agencies like uh, weed uh, abatement, uh, weed uh, pest, animal control, fish game, parks, recs, civic works, fire control, yes. all of these big government agencies that seem to cost uh, us nothing are the ones that fork over those trillions to the oligarchies. And oligarchy is a government by the few. <laughs> wait a minute, that, wait a minute. That's the NWO. That's the okay, new okay. order. Hey, okay. so since you know, since you were commenting um, and calling it uh, in reference to a previous call, do you mind me asking? Have you ever personally, as a, as a woman, uh, felt like you needed some extra help that maybe you weren't able to provide for yourself? Well, uh, I, I just referred to those other calls from a feminist point point of view. Are you in a other feminist? Words, Yes, women don't... I'm not a feminist. Well, it doesn't matter whether you are or not. That is what our economy is based on. Our economy is based on you being a feminist and me not? No, no. Our economy is based on family values and keeping women in the home, and that's why women and single moms can't get wealthy. I don't know about you, but I don't live in that world. I mean, women are out of (laughs) the home. Me neither. And they've been out of the home for a long time, and they've been very successful at being out of the home, and I... Thank you for the call tonight. It was confusing and disjointed. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Well, at least we can all escape to Mars when it's all over. You can take control here. I still, the, the idea that the forest department is giving money to the oligarchy? <laughs> so they can go to Mars. More coming up. You can bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. Talk Live. You can dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 1 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Uh, by the way, you can enjoy features like our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. We've also got the webcam, which allows you to watch and listen and interact uh, with the program over at cam.freetalklive.com. The chat room's built into the very same page, so you can do it all at once, cam.freetalklive.com, and it's free, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Yeah, because nothing really is free, and somebody has to, to pay for these things, and it's memorydealers.com that pays for the cam. 
Offers they they offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all excuse me major networking equipment manufacturers including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. It's Memory Dealers. They got their stuff in stock, ready to ship, via overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. Oh, by the way, I want to welcome our new affiliate, which isn't really a new affiliate, but it's new to weekdays. It's WTAR, uh, 8.50 a.m. in the Norfolk, Virginia Beach area in Virginia, which is really cool. So uh, they've been on board with us for over a year on Saturday nights. And I had a nice conversation with the station owner last week, uh, Bob, a really cool guy. And and we, we got along on a lot of things, which is pretty cool. So uh, Bob said, yeah, he's going to do it. And he's going to expand Free Talk Live out to weeknights. And so you'll be hearing Free Talk Live on uh, WTAR in the Norfolk area from here on out, as long as Big there's station. no sports. As long as there's no sports. It was uh, sports on from like 7 to 8 tonight, uh, but you're with us for the rest of the night. So pick up the phone. Give us a try. If you've never listened on Saturday nights, you're listening to something that's a little different um, well, maybe a lot different from the rest of talk radio. Yeah, it's, there's nothing like free talk live. Uh, I mean, it's it's still talk radio. We still take phone calls, and we've got hosts in the studio, and we do the the talk radio thing. But as but you're you, wild. Yeah, as you might have noticed, uh, <laughs> we'll take any any call from anyone, even the incoherent crazies, <laughs> and uh, and we have a, a viewpoint that's just really unheard of in the radio industry. The you typically have the the right wing conservative clone Rush Limbaugh wannabes. That's the bulk majority. And this of, is just right, as in correct and true. What what what? Oh, right isn't true. Gotcha. Yeah, right. we don't take a left, a right or left, uh, you know, view on things. We take uh, what we believe to be critical thinking, and uh, you know, we work the problems out. We believe that people can solve problems better than governments can solve problems. And it's going to take you a little while to listen to this show, really understand what we have to say. But please, don't, feel free to call call in with your shock and outrage. We we have no problem with it. It's Free Talk Live. Exactly. So 1-800-259-9231 is the number for you. You can take control here as we continue and go to Cliff, listening in Arkansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cliff. Yes, gentlemen. Uh, You know, uh, that lady, you know, that was talking about that uh, trip to uh, Mars. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, uh, it's it's quite an expensive trip. You know, they charge a whole lot. (laughs) Uh, you haven't heard about that? I, I haven't. No one's uh, no one's offered it to me. I can assure no, you. No, I think the last I I'm checked, out they, of my price range. I think I'm the sure. last I checked, they were offering trips up into the stratosphere for like two hundred thousand dollars or something like well, that. No, the, the 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 price, you know, just the elite's going to be able to go. They're gonna, they're all that can afford it. I highly doubt anyone uh, who's the elite will want to go to Mars. I mean, I, really, I want to know who the elite are. People with well, a lot I, of money. I, I, and don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know who the elite are. I'm not one of them. But anyway, the price of the trip to Mars is two ounces of gold, a Cuban cigar, and they're left behind limo. You didn't know that? Is that a <laughs> reference to something pop culture? Because there's a good chance I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> well, I, I thought there might be a song in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's no, another verse I, to the world's greatest country song. Let me get my guitar. Well, what, what, I, what I called about was I've been listening to several different programs. Okay. And they're talking about this blackbirds dying and yeah, the, right. the turtle dove dying and the drumfish dying. Yep. And, you know, it's a high-altitude hailstorm or firecrackers or something like that but what they i haven't heard and i don't know if anybody has talked about it or not but what do you do if you want to kill off one race of people you get a gene specific 
virus or whatever, right? I guess. Perhaps. Well, doesn't it make sense? I mean, some Are you suggesting that's one. what's been done to the animals? No, I'm not suggesting no. that. I don't know. Okay. I have well, no idea. Just, to, just to kind of re- bring you up to speed on this, so we were wondering uh, ourselves. Yeah, it's this, scary stuff. It's there, weird. There was a lot of uh, a lot of news stories about it, and it pretty much have died off at this point. The news stories have that is, <laughs> and uh, and so my first it's a little dead bird my, pun. <laughs> my first question was, well, is this unusual? Kind of <laughs> and nobody had that. Nobody had the answer for me on that question the night we were talking about it the first time. But then shortly after, like I think it was the next day, I discovered the news story that basically said no. This is not unusual that these mass animal deaths happen on a regular basis. It's just what's unusual maybe about these was that, uh, you know, one or two of them happened close to populated areas. So it became more visible to a lot of people than than it normally would be because the mass extinctions or not extinctions, but mass deaths, you know, might happen in the middle of a field out in the middle of the wilderness somewhere or in the middle of the woods where nobody ever knows about it or very few people ever come across that information. And then, of course, you've got the mainstream media, which, uh, you know, swooped this up and they decided to run with the story and get people all scared about uh, what might be happening out out there and theorize and, and really Which is it great because then we don't have to talk about the price of gas or food well that's back <laughs> now uh but really as it turns out they aren't it's not unusual what's happening so all of the conspiracy no, wait, theories wait, wait, wait. Can, hold, hold, hold yeah. on a minute not unusual i've lived in arkansas all my life and i've never heard of just one species or uh, one type of bird dying off in mass quantities well that's my point being that normally these things don't happen uh in populated areas at least that's what the so-called experts are saying and if there was you know what an expert is a guy from out of town no (laughs) (laughs) this this is so old this is so old I, i figured everybody knew it an expert is a drip under pressure you know, an X is a has-been, and a spurt is a drip under pressure. That's cute. That's cute. It's funny. Yeah, I thought, I thought you'd enjoy it. Oh, and one more <laughs> I liked your explanation better than I liked the joke. One more thing. That, yes, that sir, lady Cliff, there with you. That's uh, Michelle. I, yeah, Michelle. If I, can ever, if I can ever afford a trip to Mars... You know, I'd like for you to be my stewardess. Oh, she would make a great stewardess. Sure she would. Yeah, and she like, wouldn't put I, up with any of your crap, I can assure you. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't need her then. <laughs> Good for you. Oh, you on. find yourself a woman that'll put up with all your crap. Michelle, you would totally put up with it for for the right amount of money, wouldn't you? Like if, if he wanted to hire you as his stewardess for his trip to Mars and like tell you, or boss you around and tell you what to do, would you? you know, I, I believe in voluntary contracts. So yeah. show me the terms. I'll right. make a decision. Sure. Well, the only the only, the only terms are big. You know, is you got to run slow. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Cliff. Appreciate you, hearing buddy. from you. 800-259-9231. I'm totally not on the same wavelength as Cliff's jokes, <laughs> but then again, I'm not usually. So, Well, I haven't laughed so much during a call uh, yeah. <laughs> quite some time, so I'm, I'm good. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. The madness uh, continuing, by the way, in the world of the government school. We told you in detail last week about uh, Texas. And how across Texas, they are ticketing children. And when I say children, I don't mean teenagers. They're ticketing them too, but children. They're ticketing people as young as six and four years old in the government schools for things like disrupting class. They're giving out Class C misdemeanors for it. I mean, the, the idea that they are going to make 
people behave better by beating them to death. This is essentially the stick mentality, right? We're going to, okay, kids, you either behave or we're going to punish you. Because as it turns out, if the kids don't pay the fine or if mommy and daddy don't pay the fine, when they turn 17, then all of a sudden they will issue a notice uh, to the, the young person. Then if they don't pay on that notice, then they will go to jail. So a ticket that you uh, acquire when you're six years old could very well turn into a jail stint for you uh, 11 years later. It's just a crazy situation going on there. But the crazy doesn't stop with Texas. West Virginia's got uh, a crazy situation developing in their school system, too. And this one is targeting you as a parent. We'll uh, explain what's going to happen if your kid misses school. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's just say it's not going to make your life uh, very easy. We'll explain. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features there, and we get them to you for free. So head there and enjoy them. And if you like the program, you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations as well as bring more internet listeners uh, on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about it, to get signed up. That's, uh, again, amp.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduates, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all types of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, training throughout the summer. This kind of housing assistance, by the way, means that uh, you'll they'll if you're willing to bunk with other people. Your housing is going to be paid for. Um, so, you know, free, free, it's, a, it's free living. <laughs> Visit libertarianinternships.com for more information. Sign up there to receive updates and reminders. Libertarianinternships.com. This is a great opportunity for people who are college age. Right? Yeah, college age and looking for careers in journalism, public policy. And even, even if you're not, this will give you invaluable uh, experience, life experience. You have the choice of putting down something like ABC's 2020. The Financial Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, the Cato Institute, down on a resume, or Moz Brothers. I mean, you know, whatever it is you're doing. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Well, people people have heard of Moz Brothers in the past, right? I haven't. It's an old term. No? Michelle is 
older than you, and uh, she hasn't <laughs> heard of Miles Brothers. I don't want to diss I'm the any... oldest one in the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne is older than you. Uh, I didn't... <laughs> okay, he just Miles looks Brothers younger. Is a depart was a department store. They don't exist anymore. They went out of business when I was a kid. I don't I mean, want to mention any current business because it's dissing them. You know, if, if you're to say, you know, um, X Mart or whatever, then <laughs> um, you know, then I'm saying something bad about X Mart, and I'm not. I'm just saying that putting down the Cato Institute or 2020 on your yeah. resume looks a heck of a lot better than Jim's lawn service. Um, so if you don't well, have, anything- I don't know. Are you Jim? Did you start that lawn service yourself? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> we are so off. <laughs> LibertarianInternships.com. But you said if uh, just to make it clear, that's only for people of college age or going to college, right? Like, what is the res- restriction there? There is They're some sort of restriction. in college, whether it's graduate or undergraduate, or just they just finished. Okay. So, like, I could go back to school and I could go do it. I don't know why you would. <laughs> All right, so 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, the latest on the madness of the government schools. But first, we go to Russ in California. Russ, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, this is Russ. Here you are, Russ. Go ahead. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, uh, you, you, you name this subject, if it's religion or politics or education uh, or whatever the subject is, uh, science, uh, I, I'm open. I want to talk to It doesn't work that way. You have, you're the caller. You bring it up. Otherwise, we, we talk about other things if you don't. So we're, we're not going to give you a topic on, on which to talk. Okay. Uh, let's, let's pick one. Let's pick religion. Okay. All right. Hit it. Hit me. Go ahead, Russ. Okay. Now, let me, let me say this. Uh, I have been preached to uh, by many people about religion, okay? Sure. And I've been introduced to the, uh, the Bible, okay? Now, my, 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 my main point is going to be this. When the Bible was written... Everybody thought that the the Earth was the center of the universe, mm. and that the Earth was flat, and that the sun rised and the sun set, and the moon rised and the moon set yep. on a flat Earth, and nobody really understood. And they were that wrong. The Earth was one planet in the, uh, one sun in the middle of a galaxy. Mm. Among billions of galaxies, and the people who tried to say those things were tortured and uh, and or killed. I, I know that. Yeah. I know that. And uh, then Copernicus you know, and the heliocentric universe. I'm not saying you didn't know that. I'm just pointing it out, maybe for people that didn't know that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and then so you open up the Bible, and it talks about the, the creation of Adam and the creation of Eve, and that Eve is made out of the rib of Adam, and then there's guess what. There's the talking snake. Now, you tell me uh, any words of wisdom about a snake that talks. I have to say that it would be a really unusual way to use uh, the, their, their voice box. <laughs> Don't think they have one. Not really made for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, wait a minute. Hold on a moment here. Now, Michelle is in the studio tonight. She is the, the, uh, the token Christian uh, on the <laughs> 
on the show. Michelle, my name is Russ. My, my pleasure meeting you. How do you do? Now, Michelle, I mean, it, obviously the idea that a snake is going to vocalize something is pretty ludicrous, but maybe the idea would be, and I'm just going to jump out here on a limb and suggest that maybe they heard this, you know, the words coming from the snake, but it wasn't actually talking. Maybe it was, uh, the, you know, the, the, the thoughts of whatever it was that was taking over the snake were going into people's minds. What do you think the, the real story is there, Michelle? A snake. Gosh, I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, you know, Michelle, so, if so you to were have there, you would be you would be millions of years old for God's sake. Technically, oh. we are billions of years old. I mean, the, the chemicals yeah. that make us up, the uh, the atoms or whatever, have been here forever. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Right. So, uh, do I think that the snake talked? Sure. I actually, I don't really think it matters. Actually, you, you think the snake really talked? Sure. You don't really believe that, though, uh, right, can, Michelle? Come on, Michelle. Come on. Let's get with reality. First of all, we talk about uh, Eve getting uh, made from the rib of Adam, Mm -hmm. and then we talk about the serpent and the talking snake and all like this. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna go to another subject, which is well, wait, uh, whoa, 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 no, we don't have time for a bunch of uh, <laughs> bunch of subjects here. We're gonna focus on this one. You can call back another okay, day. Okay, well, if you want, it, Russ, it's on something. the same subject, but it's a, a, another angle. Okay, all right, quick, quick. Okay, and we talk about the burning bush. Yeah. Okay. And Moses went up to the mountain, and he carved the Ten Commandments. I, I, and, I think the, the, ten... the allegation is God car- carved it. Okay. Now, the Ten Commandments, okay, I could go up for five days, and I could, in less than five days, I can make up the Ten Commandments. What do they say? I am the Lord thy God. Don't put false gods before me. I don't think we need to go through the whole thing. I see where you're coming okay, from, and you, I appreciate you, the skepticality. You know Look, hey, man, I used to be an atheist myself, so I understand where you're coming from. And, and don't hesitate to call us back another time, and you can bring up something else. But thank you for the call at 800-259-9231. I mean, the burning bush obviously wasn't talking either, right? It Wait, was do, God do I get to go back through. to the snake or what? Yeah, please. Okay, go back thank to, you. you want to go back to the snake? But okay. the, bush, the bush was talking, too. So we're talking about things that typically didn't... don't talk talking now, right? Didn't the bush talk? Wasn't the there bush. like a voice that came out yes. of the bush? Yes. Okay. So obviously the bush right. is not. So going there's to a talk. difference. The snake has lips, so you have the expectation that the snake is going to talk <laughs> from where the lips are, or at least things. He has a mouth, all right. Yeah. <laughs> if if not lips, they have a mouth. So you would have the expectation that the snake would speak out of his mouth hole, um, <laughs> like you and I do. Whereas a bush, no mouth hole. So you know you can kind of see you, you could give the bush a pass because it was like well the it's just speaking around the bush from emanating from the bush are, are speaking is speaking. Okay, let's th- let's think of context. The context that the snake uh, existed was in the Garden of Eden, where everything uh, it was perfection, and um, and so one would presume that why couldn't animals talk? Well, because they aren't built to talk. I mean, you're saying the snake had a voice box, but then once my she took dog, a bite out Sadie, of the quince- that I had for 17 years, totally could talk. Well, I, I would Dogs also say that snakes. Um, you know, when, when God banished the, the animals, didn't sin uh, except for the snake, and I guess the assumption is the snakes could talk at that point. Mm-hmm. But the um, the animals didn't didn't sin, so only Eve was uh, was 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 being she tortured. screwed it up for everyone, right. didn't she? Tortured in ch- childbirth along with every other woman out there, um, which seems I really wasn't fair. Tortured. 
Well, it depends on how it goes for you. There's this mm-hmm. orgasm thing, Mark. Now there's a video. <laughs> you seen this? Seen have you seen this? Yes, I there's have. There's a video on YouTube about women orgasming during childbirth. How and many? It is, it's pretty amazing. How many <laughs> orgasms? How many women? Well, if it's a multiple birth, it could be a multiple orgasm. Is I that what you're asking? I'm just saying, how often does this happen? Uh, well, it doesn't happen often because people are under a paradigm where they believe that birth must be painful and it has to be done in a hospital. And what they're talking about. I laughed about my is, ass off when I had Faisal, the third one. I was cracking up. And I was on no drugs. Right. So they're talking about this mentality that people have that they've got to go into the hospital and they've got to get doped up and there has to be this very unnatural process. And they're saying it doesn't have to be that way. You can actually have an orgasm during birth. If you're approaching it from the right mindset, you've got the right uh, circumstances. It's fascinating. I would I would recommend at least watching it and, and keeping an open mind to it. Uh, but regarding the whole snake in the garden thing, maybe we'll come back and talk a little bit more about that. Because <laughs> okay. you don't really believe that story, do you, Michelle? I mean, you, you don't believe it literally. I believe everything in the Bible, Ian. I don't. I I don't believe that you do. I think you're just saying that. We gotta talk talk about Bill Gates and the overpopulation. All right, too. all right. One thing at a time here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control and bring up anything. Hour three's next. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just three dollars per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you will find there completely free. In fact, the main feature allows you to create the content of the site. Uh, Everything you see in the main column of the front page created by listeners just like you. So go there, get interactive at freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls, and then if we get a chance, we'll tell you about uh, what's the crazy proposal on the table in West Virginia as far as uh, punishing parents for the actions of their, uh, their kids in school. We'll get to that here if we get a chance. Of course, your calls come first. So let's talk first to Ty, listening in Tennessee on the amp lines. Hello, Ty. Hey, good evening, guys, hey. and uh, Michelle. How, how are y'all? Hi, good, thank you. What's on your mind, Ty? Hey, I just wanted to talk a little bit. I just caught the tail end of the deal there about that Amazon Free Talk Live link situation. Yes, it is now shop.freetalklive.com. Yeah, it seems like a, I mean, before the, anybody stepped in, you know, this guy contacted you complaining about it. It was a win-win-win situation, a three-way winning situation. You know, I, I always use that link when I shop at, at Amazon because it's going to help you guys out. Yep, it and sure it helps does. Amazon because they get customers. So everybody was happy until something like this happens. So I'm just, I'm just curious if, if – I just don't understand why people don't realize that, that there are negative effects of IP or intellectual property enforcement. Mm. Well, in this case, they were enforcing it on their uh, their selves and unnecessarily as and well. And it was not not IP; it was their uh, it was their terms of service. Although no, no, but it was their terms of service, but it was based on trademark law and blah blah blah. Like when, sure, like right. those, that's that's what that's what the terms are couched in as well. It's our trademarks, and then when they when they were explaining why they were coming after me for this, uh, they they were referencing and alluding to trademark law and they got to protect their trademarks and blah 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 so whatever yeah exactly that's i mean it's, it's intellectual property is at the root of their problem they, they feel like they've been infringed somehow 
know, that's that's the only thing I can well, figure. I mean, they, they're afraid. Me of, they're afraid that if they let one person do something, then somebody else is going to do something similar, and that thing will actually be an infringement. They're probably not afraid of what we're doing. They're probably afraid of something that could happen in the future. And this is kind of how it goes. Once an organization gets so big, then all they can do is protect their all their you know their, their flanks. I remember last year that deal with L. Neil Smith and the Shire Society Declaration. Yeah, this you know, is a science uh, fiction author who freaked out over some liberty lovers basically borrowing some of his ideas and uh, creating some verbiage. A, yeah, creating a new document uh, that was very similar. It was kind of like a declaration of uh, personal independence, and uh, people can see it over at shiresociety.com. Uh, well, you know, I was, I was actually, ironically, I was about three-fourths of the way through one of his more known books, and it really kind of spoiled it for me, just his hysteria over somebody modifying his words to an idea that's, that's you know, pretty common, actually. So, yeah, it's like watching a movie you know, with O.J. Simpson in it, you know, that kind of thing. Just, <laughs> you just can't... It's, it's hard to uh, suspend your disbelief at that point uh, that this guy is, is anyone I mean, other than O.J. Like, Simpson. You know, this guy's about liberty, but he's, he's throwing a hissy fit over this. You know, so I just salute guys like uh, Taryn Lupo. I just, just this whole situation reminds me that I have to go uh, and actually chip in some money for him and his Pirates of Savannah audio. Taryn is an author who we've got to explain for people that don't know who you're referencing. Taryn is uh, is an author and a friend of the show who has uh, written a book called Pirates of Savannah, and he's turned it into an audio book as well. Yeah. Pirates of Savannah Book dot com. Right, and he is giving it away. And as he points out, it's uh, for him, it's an experiment in sh- you know, kind of shoving away the idea of intellectual property and embracing uh, free distribution or the freemium distribution model. And you're saying uh, kudos to him. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, this the only win situation out of this uh, squeeze on the Amazon Free Talk Live link is that uh, it's it's prompted me to go actually – Give the money to Taryn that I've been meaning to do for a while. Great. Good deal. <laughs> so there's something positive about it. Well, I'm sure he appreciates his tie, and thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Well, it's as good a time as any to read the, read the live read for Taryn's book. It's uh, If you like Taryn Lupo's history pieces on the LCL Report, then check out his new historical fiction novel. It's called The Pirates of Savannah, and it's an adventure novel about the birth of freedom in the low country. At its heart is a tale of prisoners, refugees, and society. Society's casts off, all joining together to escape from government tyranny and discovering a path to liberty on the open seas. It's a gritty, vivid account of what life was like in the 1700s and is loaded with real, obscure historical events that time is nearly erased and buried. Taryn's doing an uh, experiment in intellectual property and taking a risk by giving away the ebook completely free, also the audiobook. You can check it out uh, at piratesofsavannahbook.com. It's piratesofsavannahbook.com. All right, so let's continue here uh, with your phone calls. Uh, David in Montana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. Greetings, folks. Hey, hey what's Dave. on your mind tonight, David? Hey, hey uh, you should have went home after walking in the garden. Adam had dinner all waiting and ready for her, man. <laughs> and flowers, too. Yeah. yeah nice. Man. Hey, you know what happened to them birds, man? What happened? They hit the debt ceiling. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they've been 
they had blue stuff on their beaks, man. They were drinking out of something, you know. Only one species. That's what got me, you know. I think there was one duck. He must have been hanging out with them guys, man. I don't know. Or maybe but, when they fell from the sky, they fell and hit him, and he, yeah, he plummeted. And they felt they must have fell in the river and then uh, poisoned the river, and that's how all the fish got dead, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. There are all kinds yeah, of uh, that, theories. So they don't want to talk about the how come only one type of bird got it. You know? Well, the, the reason why that happens is uh, is in many cases because of a disease. Uh, birds where, of a feather flock together also. Come, right, birds well, of a feather. Right. How come another bird like down the road a little bit didn't fall out of well, the, the sky? Birds I'm are sure different. Not, other birds the, you totally the, sound like Rocky Balboa. I'm you've sorry. You've never heard Dave before? <laughs> you, no. This is your first time hearing Dave? This is my first time. Okay, yeah. Okay. He totally does. <laughs> Hello, Miss Michelle. Are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take me for a skate? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I mean, the, the reason could be multiple. I mean, they they have pointed out that uh, the birds might have been scared by fireworks. I don't know if I believe that one, but they also How come other birds weren't. There's other little sparrow guys. Yeah, but well, the, dude, the similar birds fly together right. when they're migrating, so it would yeah, make sense. A big flock of birds is well, always the same kind of bird. Been close by another bird could have been close. Maybe, by. but it was at nighttime. So, what are the odds of that? I mean, we're talking about <laughs> eleven thirty. Come on, which is why it was very unusual why this happened. And if it was a disease that uh, that hit them, then that could have been an explanation as to why it didn't hit hit other it birds as well. Ticket. That school ticket you were talking about. That's crazy, man. Oh, what, you t- could... You're all over the place tonight. Started in the Garden of Eden, and then we discussed birds, and now you're going for tickets. I was tickets. on hold for a little bit. The school ticket got my attention because yeah. I'd, I'd still be in jail, I think, because <laughs> I'd gotten in trouble a lot for playing Wipeout on the desk. What is Wipeout? wipeout? The, uh, the, the Fat Boys song? Yeah, the Wipeout. Or the, no, beast, the, the Beastie Boys, wipeout. or Beach Boys, the, rather. The original Wipeout. The, the Beach Boys. Be- beating it no, out no, on the no. desk? No, it was even before the Beach Boys. They man. did a remake? <laughs> wipeout was a remake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Of who? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a drum solo thing, man, and it was wild. I, I was, like, in fifth grade, so that must have Where been Where did you wild. go to school? Oh, in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah. I, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I'm in Montana now. i Joined the Marine Corps. But you were part the of the Jersey Shore kind of people, or what? I, hey, I used to hang out at Seaside Heights, man. <laughs> there you JR's. go. There you Bruce go. Springsteen used to be just in a regular old little band that played in this place. Those were JR's. the days, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Dave. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. I agree with him, though. I mean, the, the ticketing, the students. Some of the things they are ticketing people for are just so typical. They're so kid. I mean, it's just there's somebody got a ticket because he mooned someone on the bus. I mean, that stuff happens all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would have been. I'd be like, well, like David, I'd be in jail yeah. still. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Speaking of crazy school stories, hopefully we'll tell you a little bit more about what's going on in West Virginia where they're talking about some pretty severe punishments for parents if their kids are bad. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian here. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there for you for free, and those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, no worries. They're right there on the front page, the top of the website. The last week's worth is there for you. And then if you click into the archive section, it'll take you all the way back to late 2006. All completely free for you. So head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy. Thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, whether you want to personal blog, or complete e-commerce business website. Let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll also get your first month completely free, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. All right, so we're going to continue and take your phone calls about anything. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hello, Frank. Good evening, folks. Hey, Frank. Yeah, I, I was going to mention something else, but the religious discussion intrigued me. I think what we have to do is realize that I think I mentioned on Friday one of the earliest fraternal societies was the Brotherhood of the Snake, which goes back to ancient mystery Babylon well over 750,000 years ago. The snake uh, was personified as a wise animal, the wisest because it was basically unseen and could kill its prey you know, very swiftly. Mm. And uh, I think you have to realize, even in the Old Testament, there's an admonition that was made. uh, It may be taken out of the King James Bible, but in the Old Testament, it's part of the Torah where God commands those to be as wise as snakes or as wise as serpents. Um, Now, what's very interesting is the the serpent first appears in the second volume of the Epic Gilgamesh uh, by the Tree of Life where we have Inkadu, and, uh, Inkadu, which was the nature spirit or the nature child, that uh, the Inki, or the god of the Anunnaki, or the figure perceived as Lucifer being divine light that created uh, the world. Uh, so, in a sense, there was a direct correlation in that epic. Now, what's interesting, that was appropriated in the Torah or the Old Testament, and most of the because Old you Testament claim that the Epic of Gilgamesh predates the Torah. Oh yes, it does. And By isn't it interesting? That, isn't it interesting that you claim that the Epic of Gilgamesh is factual, and yet there is no. It was no, factual. no, let me finish. I, I, I never said that. Let me finish. These are myths. Right. That have to be interpreted. I would interpret the uh, Moses seeing the burning bush. He never sees God. The burning bush doesn't speak. He's blinded by the burning bush. I believe those were the Anunnaki making monoatomic gold, which was the, <laughs> which was actually used to open the pineal gland that created uh, an interdimensional portal. And if we look at Zachariah Sitchin's work uh, with his, wow. <laughs> I would say, questionably translated Sumerian tablets, that seems to be there. We know that 
that in the you know I agreed with you right up to I don't know about the pineal gland and the uh, well, mono well, gold or whatever. Let's just go beyond that. The point. But, well, hold on now, Frank. I, just, I want to back you up on something. Would you it's give me a moment here? I want to back you up, Frank. Hang go on ahead. a second. I'm going to back you up. I, yeah, of course, Gilgamesh is older than uh, than the Bible, and Frank is absolutely right in that uh, myths have been passed down through the years. The Bible How borrows a bunch of stuff. How do you know that the Epic of, of Gilgamesh is, is older than the, the Bible? The Bible borrows a bunch of stuff from religions that had come before it. Correct. And it's not a, the Bible is not an original piece of work uh, in any way, no, it shape, uh, okay. or form. You're making these claims. I'm just waiting for the proof. Do some research in the area of biblical hermeneutics. You'll notice that the Torah, or the Jewish Old Testament, only came into existence in its present form in the year 1000 A.D. So it's very interesting. At the time of Christ, uh, you basically had the text... Well, the Sea, the sea uh, Scrolls the were found in 600 A.D., but whatever. I'm sorry, go ahead. The sea scroll, Dead some... Sea Scrolls were found in 600 A.D., but you, that pre, that's... Okay. No, no, I'm not talking about that. We're talking way beyond that. And remember that the that the Epic Gilgamesh was actually, uh, you know, recorded on clay tablets, and those have been carbon dated. So they're well, well, well beyond, uh, you know, the Bible or, you know, they go back at least 50,000 years, probably more. You'll have some uh, scholars stating that they go back you know, well over 700,000 years. You'll have members of the Illuminati in certain areas saying that they go back to 750,000 years and maybe beyond that. Well, and so I, we don't know what I want to say is so this. It's a heck of a story. <laughs> what I want to say is this. It is one heck of a story. And the point is, as, as Joseph Campbell said, we have to interpret the myths and understand what the icons are. And the snake does exist. The snake was in all sorts of religious cultures. In fact, if you go back to the, the caduceus, the medical symbol or logo, you have the wings of mercury with the two snakes around the rod. And, you know, that was the uh, icon for healing, and it meant it has a, its own unique mythology. And now, I how think strange you have to that look a at the cultures would... to, 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 you know, decipher that. How's... But the point is, uh, you have to interpret all religious writings. None of them were written by God. All of those texts were written by men for yeah, other men and women, often to keep people to, to in their them. place from achieving happiness and emancipation. No doubt and about it, Frank. when you understand that, it becomes very simple. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thanks the lot, Thank guys. you. I appreciate the call at 800-259-9231. I know, Michelle, it's got to be tough to deal with this, but uh, the, the Christians deal, were not Deal with orig- what? The, the Christians were not original. The people that that wrote the Bible borrowed those stories, a lot mm-hmm. of them. They borrowed them uh, from earlier concepts, and they kind of basically rewrote them. They did the same thing with Christmas. I mean, they borrowed that from the pagans. There's no mention in the Bible of Christmas, Ian, you silly goose. I understand that's what he's saying, that the, that the term <laughs> the was Christians co-opted. Borrowed it. So, well, what well, he's saying well, is, well, is well, that well, Muslims... No, I think pagans... That, that, the use of the Christmas tree is is a pagan ritual. Right. That's right. Well, they well, borrowed so it from what the Christians... I've never seen a connection. I've never been to church on Christmas and seen a Christmas tree in the church. Oh, yeah. There's Christmas trees. Really? For real? You've never seen that? No. Really? For sure. Yes. I've never seen a Christmas tree in the church. I've seen it plenty of times. Plenty of times. Okay. So all y'all aren't Christians. All y'all don't go to church, but you've seen plenty of Christmas trees. And all you have to do is say the word Christmas on talk radio, and I guarantee you we're going to get three calls saying, they're trying to steal our Christmas.
Christmas. The 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 atheists are taking over America, and they're 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 taking Christmas from us. It's a Chris, Christian nation, and like just that kind of that that, that the the persecution complex I'm from 300 AD. I'm not trying to attack the Christians or anything like that. I think you know a lot of these stories were borrowed because they're good stories. I mean, they wanted to uh, to to impart certain no, values. No Christian would say that uh, the Muslims didn't get their religion to some extent from Christianity and certainly from, from a large extent from the... Well, that's um, because Abraham's the father of both Isaac and Ishmael. And a great deal of stuff is in the, the Torah. Um, no no Christian would claim that... They uh, have the same dad. No no uh, no Christian would They're claim... They're stepbrothers. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot more to the Torah, to the, uh, the, the Quran that, it, that corresponds with the holy books um, than just... Do you know just, what the Torah is? The Torah is what uh, the Jewish stuff. The Septuagint, <laughs> the first five books of the Bible. No, no, the Septuagint. Gen- Gen- Genesis, Exodus, uh, Deuteronomy, Numbers, and Leviticus. We'll come back with more. 800-259-9231. It's bigger than that. I've seen it. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want to control of the airwaves here. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and tonight it's Ian here. Michelle. And Mark. All right, so uh, by the way, if you want to have a chance at liberty in your lifetime, the best chance... I think you should join the Free State Project. If you love freedom, if you understand what it means to be free, that you know you should be able to live your life however you want as long as you don't aggress against uh, peaceful people and that you respect your neighbors and you honor their choices and let them live life how they want to. If you get that, if you understand freedom, then go to freestateproject.org. Get signed up for the Free State Project. That's why the three of us are here tonight together. Uh, we never would have known one another had it not been for the Free State Project. And uh, so you can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. There are over 10,600 people that have signed up for it so far. We're looking to hit 20,000, although some of us, like us, have not waited until the 20,000 mark. We've made the move early, Mark and myself, over four years ago. Michelle, within the last year. Yes. And uh, so come on up here and join the fun at freestateproject.org. As we continue here uh, taking your phone calls, let's talk to Charles listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Charles. Charles, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, I just, uh, when the stuff that happened in uh, Arizona happened, the shooting and everything, it just kind of amazed me because uh, it, it, the parallels between that and what happened at Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech, there was a lot of people who were afraid of that guy that did the shooting. And Sorry, it's, it's kind of hard to hear you. Can you talk right into your phone? Yeah. There, uh, there were a lot of people afraid of that fella at, in uh, Arizona. And uh, but 
I'd like to see some kind of a way that, like, if you want to buy a gun that is put in the paper or something like that. Well, it's a terrible idea. I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, kind of hard to understand it, but uh, basically saying that people were scared of these people and that there should have been some sort of a, a more stringent process. In fact, the guy in Arizona, I believe I read that he passed the FBI background check. So calling for a more stringent uh, way of you know put, a, put something out in the newspaper to let people know this so-and-so is trying to buy a gun. And if you think he's crazy, you should be able to call in and stop him from it or something like that, right? I mean, it's a bad idea. Well, the suggestion, the idea is is that you're somehow that the, the you know the people that shouldn't have guns and I'll agree that both neither this you fellow or uh, the Lofner fellow should have had uh, a weapon. I agree. I think those guys are dangerous. But do you really think you could have kept them from getting one? I mean, I personally am a convicted felon. It's illegal for me to own a gun. I don't have one. The reason is it's illegal. But I know people who will sell you one. If I want a gun, <laughs> I can have it before midnight. I swear to you people, I can have a gun before midnight. So your stinking laws to keep you protected, they aren't doing anything but disarming me and no. making it so I can't protect my family. All that's These do. are nothing but victim disarmament laws. They have nothing to do yeah. with keeping criminals away from guns. People that want to get guns are going to be able to get guns if they're going to if they're criminal, if they're criminal minded, they're going to go through whatever channels they need to, whether they steal them from someone who's legitimately owned them. Remember the guys in Columbine? They didn't own those guns. Those kids? They didn't own those guns. Where'd they get them? They broke into, uh, the, I think it was their grandpa's gun cabinet or something like that and, and loaded up. So they'll steal them, or, they, or even if they don't know somebody, they know where to get a gun. They're going to break in there and steal it, or they'll know somebody in the black market who will sell them a gun with all the serial numbers rubbed off of it and all of that stuff. So none of the tracking means anything. You're completely right, Mark. It's a total control uh, mechanism against the rest of us who would be so-called law-abiding people who then get caught up. You need to get a gun quick. Maybe there's somebody who's calling to threaten you or your wife or something like that, and you need to you feel like you need to get a gun like right away. Uh, then sorry, you've got to wait. There's a waiting period, and we've got to put your name in the newspaper and see what people think about you first before we let you have a gun. I mean, that's not going to help people that really need it, is it? It's a bad idea. Freedom is a good idea, and with freedom, uh, what we would have then is anybody who wants to have a gun would be able to have one. And so, if you uh, maybe had more people that were in that situation in Arizona. In that parking lot where there's plenty of members of the general public around, you got a situation like that and you've got people that own guns. I, I can guarantee you that would have probably gone differently had he tried it in New Hampshire, right. where anybody can carry a weapon openly without any sort well, of government This is Arizona. Permit. I mean, they, they have even less uh, restrictive gun laws than New Hampshire, but they've just recently That's gone to not, that. That's not true, is it? I believe Arizona yes. has the least restrictive in the nation now. Um, after just just recently, though, so the 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 tides haven't really changed in the way people view weapons and that kind of thing. Mm. But imagine a culture where not one guy in the crowd, because there was one guy in the crowd that had a gun, mm -hmm. um, but half of the people in the crowd had a gun, or more than half. Jared Loeffner would have never gotten up there in the first place. He might have gotten one shot off, but he wouldn't have gotten much further than that. Yeah, every, the, you know, the, the aides to the the aides to camp to the um, the the, the Congress person there, they would have put one in him real quick. No amount of government, no amount of extra laws would have stopped that guy from doing what he did. Right. What's a cop going to do in that circumstance? He's going to pull out a gun. He's going to shoot Jared Loeffner. Where are the cops? Well, they weren't there to protect her. Who's going to do the protecting? Somebody who has a gun. Let's continue and talk to Melvin listening to WTAR in Norfolk. Melvin, welcome to Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Yes, hello. How are you doing? Super. What's on your mind? 
Great. This is my first time calling. I was um, responding to the uh, the conversation y'all was having about the the Torah and the Christianity um, episode. Yes, sir. Um, I was. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, uh, as far as the Torah, I do believe the Torah came before the Bible, and also I wanted to uh, expound upon that about. Uh, Darwinism and creationism. Certainly. Um, how could something come from nothing as far as creation? I'm a Christian myself, and I believe in creation. And I don't believe in the Big Bang Theory, so to speak. Um, I don't, you don't believe think God something could, could... You don't think God could have created what he created with a Big Bang? No, no, no. I believe in creationism. I believe right. that God I, created that. I don't believe in the, the Big Bang Theory. Right. Well, I'm asking you... I don't you, see how nothing could come from nothing. I'm how asking you a question. come from nothing? I'm asking you a question. Could sure. God have created everything that we have here today through a Big Bang? I don't think Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Very interesting. Okay. Something can okay. come from nothing if God creates it, right? Uh, okay, very interesting. Okay, but still, that means God created it, right? It could. It would. It, w- it would. I mean, that's the way I choose to explain the uh, the origins of the universe. I don't know okay. that I'm right. I'm certainly not going to go over to the Middle East and uh, and fight a war over it. But I. Right. Know, that's what I believe. Okay. Okay. I just want to. I mean, it had to come from somewhere. I don't believe that, that all this, all that we have, this Earth, that, that could come from nothing. I find it, it difficult to, to imagine. I can't certainly fathom four billion exactly. years, um, uh, but I, you know, I find it so, uh, you know, I, I find the 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 variety of life on this planet to be so unique and so amazing that my little mind cannot uh, explain it without some kind of intelligent involved. design of some, some sort, some kind of creator. Exactly. Involved. That so doesn't mean I believe the Bible because I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. So are we are to are we are to leave that up to chance that all this happened by circumstance? No, no, he's saying he's saying that he in fact does believe that there is some there is intelligent design. He believes in intelligent design theory that there is a creator behind uh, all of this. But not that I it all popped into existence. But not that it all popped into existence on one uh, seven day period. That uh, you know that maybe if there is, I a, just don't I think hinge my I just don't oh, hinge my faith on that. that. Yeah, I agree with that. As long as there's an intelligent design, but I don't believe everything happened just by a whim. Thanks for that, Melvin. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thank you for the call at 800 right, thank, you. Yep, thank you, sir. Thanks, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves here. I believe that the creation story um, is just a, it's an allegory, yeah. a little story that was created by people who were, you know, 4,000 years ago, Bronze Age guys trying to explain the world to their kids in a way that they could understand. And, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it from that, ta- yeah, that that's standpoint. How that's how I feel about it. I mean, that's why I'd asked you earlier, Michelle, if you really actually believe it word for word. Do you really believe that you know it was seven days and everything was made? In Many seven Christians days? don't. Honestly, I don't care. I mean, that's the thing is I don't. I have no way to verify or prove that it was seven days or that one day represented a hundred years or a million years. years. Yeah. I okay. don't know. So, so my you're faith, open-minded on it then. Yeah, right. and my faith isn't you know less okay. or more because of it. That that much is absolutely the case. I wasn't besmirching your yeah. faith. I was just no. curious <laughs> to your beliefs. 800-259-9231. You can take control. <laughs> Bring Come over here. <laughs> Free Talk Live. <laughs> On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. I'm not going to bother giving out the number. We're loaded up with calls. Uh, so if you're on the line and we don't get to you, don't worry. We do this three, night, uh, three hours a night, six nights a week. So if you didn't get on tonight, call the beginning of the show tomorrow and you're good to go. 800-259. Oh, damn it. I just said I wouldn't give it up. <laughs> <laughs> you think I haven't done this before. All right. So uh, freetalklive.com is our uh, website. You can go he there said, Damn it. and enjoy the, uh, the, the, the various features that we have, which include various interactive uh, measures, our chat room, our bulletin board system, and more. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help promote Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. Get a whole list of things you can do to help get Free Talk Live into more ears around the world. That's promote. Dot freetalklive.com. We go to Barry listening in West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Barry. Barry in West Virginia. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead, sir. Well, I was uh, waiting for you all to uh, comment about uh, the school, I guess the school board in West Virginia. They, they're they punishing parents for something? Well, it's not the school board. It's actually a... Pro- now, it's, it's rare that I, I talk about proposed laws because uh, I think that you know, most of the, a lot of the time they get a, uh, overruled or they don't they don't pass. But just as a kind of an indicator of where things are going, if you take what's happening in Texas into account where they're ticketing thousands of kids every single year uh, for just silly nonsense, in West Virginia, according to ParentDish.com, there's a bill that's been proposed... Wherein, if your child misses 10 days or more of school, you would get a warning. In a quarter or a semester? Uh, not made clear. Uh, you'd get a warning after the fifth unexcused absence, and then later, parents would lose their driver's licenses. Okay, smoke. Oh, my gosh. That's uh, my nephew. <clears throat> his son is 17 years old. He got a call from um, the magistrate in uh, Putnam County, uh, the county that I live in. And uh, the magistrate wants to see uh, my nephew, which is uh, the father of the the child that's missing. I think he missed uh, 17 days and a quarter or something. Wait, your son is 17? No. Or your grandson is 17? No, my my nephew. Thank you, my grandnephew. Thank you, sorry. He's he's 17. uh, And they're going to punish my nephew. For him missing school, mm. in what way? Uh, in well, uh, that I'm not sure, but uh, they wanted to see my nephew, the father of the child. He want <clears throat> the magistrate wanted to see him, so my nephew said, "Well, well, damn, I'll just have him quit school." I mean, yep. absolutely. You know, I don't. It, there, there comes a time when um, I don't believe. I think it's unconstitutional for punished. Uh, to punish someone for someone else's actions. Now, I understand Whether it's that, unconstitutional or not, it's certainly against uh, natural rights. I agree. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, I'd like to tell you that uh, I went uh, through New Hampshire, and I, it's a beautiful state. Loved, uh, loved the state. 
By the way, I'd just like to comment that uh, your your nephew did the right thing. I mean, getting your kids out of the government school is the best thing that you can do. It is the it is something that will limit your liability. It will also open their horizons as far as what they can learn and how they can learn. And it's, you know, whether you homeschool or you put them in a private school or you do unschooling, uh, right. getting them out of the clutches of the government school is the best thing that I think a parent can do. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And... Uh, uh, Mount Washington scared me to death. So I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're near there, but uh, if you go up there, uh, doesn't it just, snow year round? Actually, Owen's yeah. going up there for four days. Uh, this is your son? Yes, my son is going up for a winter camping trip up there, and it can that get maybe crazy. Yeah, uh, crazy. He's going to die. That's not. That is a horrible I, thing I, to say. It's, it's January. You know, I, it gets as low as negative two hundred degrees on there. It's, oh, it was. It's it, the moon. <laughs> it's I, don't, close. I don't. I don't scare easy. But uh, my wife drove up, and I drove down, and it was it's scary. Uh, oh, it was. It was white knuckle. What time of the year day. were you there? Uh, September. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was gorgeous. We had. Beautiful weather. We got married uh, two years ago. We had a Scottish wedding, and we went to uh, Nova Scotia, and we uh, we did a uh, we went to Maine. There's we no saw... doubt that it is a beautiful place to live. And I, I used to live in Florida. I was a Florida native. Uh, yeah. I was there for 26 years, and having seasons is a really neat thing. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred. Thank you. I'm glad that people have such fond memories of New Hampshire. It's beautiful here. Yeah, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And the contrast helps with the the beauty because you see so much change over a year's time. I mean, it goes from com- it was minus nothing. nine today. Yeah, yeah. I, I love watching the snow <laughs> from inside my warm house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's continue, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dan is also listening in West Virginia to WVTS in Charleston. Hello, Dan. Dan in West Virginia. Going once. Dan in West Virginia going twice. Hello, you're on the air. Am I here? Yep, go for it. Okay, I'm sorry. No I was trying to answer you. Uh, I was just having to cross your show, and I really like it, but I would like to address one issue about the uh, people with concealed carry during the Arizona shooting. Yes, sir. There was, a, there was at least two people there that were armed with concealed weapons. One oh. of them actually tackled the guy. I thought it was, I thought it was then, just one. Okay. Now, there was another one that was about to draw and fire on him, but the other guy tackled him. And I would like to say that not only did those people react admirably, they did just use great judgment and restraint in taking him down in that manner instead of spraying the crowd with bullets. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's a great and point. That's, that's pretty much all I have all to right. say. Thanks, I appreciate guys. your call. Thanks, Dan. Job. Nice to hear from you. Thank you. 800-259-9231. Nice to hear new people discovering the show. You'd like to imagine if somebody has a concealed carry permit that they'd be able to get the gun more quickly than to let a guy with a 30-round clip you know, spray the crowd. But you know, when things are going on, it's the fog of the moment, you know, sh- shrapnel's flying, bits of uh, you know, the asphalt popping up. I imagine it's difficult. We're going to go to Pete, uh, listening in New Hampshire. Pete from hey, LibertyOnTour.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Pete. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to... Um Give a little shout-out to George Donnelly today. He did a, a number of interviews with some uh, activists, Freedom Ordered activists, and what he called Civil Disobedience TV. Uh, I just put a link to that uh, site on the Free Talk Live Facebook group. Um, oh, okay, cool. But, Is it something yeah, you can easily give on the air? Uh, the link? It's yeah. uh, livestream.com slash civdis, C-I-V-D-I-S slash folder. Okay, so it's probably as easy as to just go to Facebook and uh, go to the Free Talk Live group. You can just go to facebook.freetalklive.com. You just popped it up right there. Yes, Pete? 
Right on. Yeah, but I just wanted to give a shout-out to George for putting this together, and it was cool. Uh, Adamo and myself from uh, copblock.org, libertyandtour.com, we're fortunate to speak with them, and we've uh, watched a couple of the other ones. We watched uh, the one with Ethan and uh, the one with John Bush so far, and they're all really uh, – insightful to see where, where uh, different folks in the movement are coming from. So Yeah, he's done a bunch of interviews all day, and I think he did some yesterday, too, uh, where right. he's just been talking to various different people that are involved in to celebrate MLK Day. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah. right, the spirit of, uh, of MLK Day, and, uh, and you know, to, to focus on different people doing civil disobedience or who have done civil disobedience, and he inv- interviewed me for it as well, which, you know, was an honor, and George Donnelly is a, is a great activist. I mean, he's really one of the doers. He's the guy behind WeWon'tFly.com for folks that might remember the TSA uh, controversy that boiled up a few weeks ago around uh, Thanksgiving holiday. He was the guy putting all that together and doing a bunch of the interviews for it. He's also yeah, been working yeah, on a- and, uh, Jim Babb as well. That's right. He's also been working on um, gathering people together in, in the event that um, Julian Assange is is brought over here to go and and protest and hand out uh, jury nullification information at that site as well. Hey Pete, uh, welcome back to New Hampshire. I know that you and uh, Demo have uh, is it a Demo or a Demo? I, I keep a mess- Demo. A Demo, like a D A Y. But isn't he spelling it with an E in it? That's correct. Okay, it's just trying to confuse people. Ian is with an I, That's not I Ian. Anyway, <laughs> it works. Welcome back to New Hampshire. You guys are going to be here for a little while at least, so we're uh, we're glad to have you back. And I'm sure we'll get you guys in here to, to you know, guest host on the show one of these nights. Sounds good, Ian. Thanks, Pete. Have a great night. Appreciate hearing yep. from you. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines. Hey, guys. Hey, Matt. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say real quick um, that uh, a friend of mine, Maria, hers, her... Um, her son was uh, nearly ticketed for not for not showing up to work, but she knows the police in the area, and so she she knows so the wait, guy. Wait, wait. So for school or for work? Wait, hold on. Her son was ticketed for not showing up to work or for school? For school. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Did I say work? Yeah. And um, and so, but she knows uh, she knows um, uh, the police, so she was able to uh, prevent them from. From uh, from giving nice. her a ticket. Yeah, I don't know which is worse here. <laughs> you know, the fact that he was going to get a ticket for without showing up to school, or that she could because she knows people, she can talk her way out of it where other people would get the ticket. Matt, we're short on time. Thanks for the story. <laughs> Appreciate right. it. Let's talk to Alex in New Jersey briefly. Alex, you got the last twenty seconds. Hey, I just wanted to say that regarding the Lochner case, people are afraid to step up because they fear prosecution. Uh, and regarding religion, people should not be afraid to say, I don't know. More people should be honest and say, I don't know. That's a great point. A great couple points to wrap the show out. The point being that uh, it, in the Lochner situation, people are afraid to take action because they're worried about being charged with something after the fact. And it's a, it's a legitimate fear. Mm-hmm. We're out of time. It's been Ian here with you. Michelle. And, Michelle. and Mark. Here we go. All right. We'll see you tomorrow <laughs> night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And today I have with me Mike Gogolsky. Mike, are you there? I am here. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Sure. Now, you're part of the the Bradley Manning uh, Support Network. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm the, the kind of the founder of the group and a member of its uh, its steering committee. 
Now, you've been on Free Talk Live before in the past, I believe. You uh, uh, you know, took your citizenship papers or something while you were in the Czech Republic and set them on fire. Is that right? Well, I... Uh... I incinerated my social security card for uh, for YouTube, and uh, also I've been a, a stateless person uh, since the end of 2008, living in Slovakia. Interesting. So um, I just wanted people to, uh, you know, those longtime listeners, if they recognized your name, I wanted to confirm their thoughts. So. Yeah. Wh- What's going on with the uh, with with Bradley Manning? I mean, a lot of people want to know. I've, I get little bits and pieces, but um, you know, it'd be nice to know from a, a, a reliable source what's what's happening with him. What are the conditions he's being kept in? Yeah, well, unfortunately, all we get is bits and pieces too. I mean, the guy's been in uh, in prison now for eight months, uh, so the information that comes out is uh, we're in contact with uh, with his legal counsel yeah. uh, on a pretty regular basis. Uh, and also with friends who have visited him uh, at the Marine Corps brig in Quantico, Virginia, where he's been held for the last six months. Um, the news is is that his mental condition is deteriorating. Yeah, I think uh, it as would a result be. Of the, yeah, as, as a result uh, largely of the, the conditions he's being held in. Uh, he's being held under a, a pretty strict regime uh, of maximum custody and prevention of injury watch, uh, which imposes a number of uh, restrictions on top of the, the already you know onerous condition of being in a jail. Yeah, it's not the um, they're not going to let him outside of the cell pretty much. I mean, I, does he get one hour a day out, or have they stopped letting him do that? How's that work? Uh, what we've heard is yeah, he's got uh, one hour a day out, which includes time for things like. Uh, uh, shower, uh, telephone calls if he has any. Uh, he has the, the the opportunity to exercise, but this is uh, not terribly meaningful. In that, what they do is they they escort him to a to a room, an empty room. They lock him in, and uh, he can walk around in the empty room uh, as he wishes. Uh, once he stops, they uh, they take him back to his cell. So he could uh, he could walk you know, around in a cell if he wanted to, right? <laughs> Not very. Well, not... he can he can walk. Yeah, I mean he's in a he's in a cell that's maybe you know ten twelve feet long, so he can walk back and forth in this thing. But uh, of course, it has his his bunk and his toilet and uh, you know whatever else he's got there with him. Right. Uh, if if he if he tries to exercise in his cell, like if he tried to do sit ups or push ups uh, in there, they uh, they stop him. Really. Uh, saying that it's uh, yeah, saying it's for his protection. Uh, because he's on this uh, this injury watch, uh, the guards are required to come around every five minutes and uh, ask him uh, basically, "Are you okay?" And he has to say, "Yes, I'm okay." Uh, and likewise, at night when he's sleeping, the guards come by every five minutes, and if they can't see his face uh, in bed, like if he's turned towards the wall or he's got the uh, the blanket over his head, uh, they wake him up uh, to determine that he's that he's still breathing. Man, uh, so his his sleep is interrupted on a on a semi regular basis, and he's not allowed to sleep on uh, you know, at times when he's not allowed to sleep, right? Like they pretty much have him awake at certain times and able to sleep at certain times, isn't that right? He's uh, he's awakened at five a.m. Uh, and he's not permitted to sleep again until eight p.m. Wow, <laughs> wow, Th- those yeah, are rough no, conditions. No afternoon, no, no, 
no no afternoon naps on the brig. Additionally, um, for for most of every day, uh, he basically sits alone in his cell with absolutely nothing. Uh, he is allowed to have hey, apparently Bob. an inventory of five of five books that are kept uh, at the brig as part of his possessions. Uh, but there's a period during the evening when he can request uh, one of those books at a time, uh, and when uh, that period is over for the day or he's done reading for the day, he returns that book uh, to the guards uh, before he goes to sleep. When he goes to sleep, uh, he's required to strip down to his boxer shorts and hand his clothing over to uh, to the guards, uh, and the the descriptions of what his bedding are uh, have been somewhat inconsistent. What we understand is that he's got some kind of, I don't know, suicide prevention blanket, uh, which has been likened to uh, a cross of the lead aprons used for uh, in x-rays mm. uh, and rough carpeting. <laughs> rough. You know, having spent uh, myself uh, quite a few years in prison, I can tell you that these are onerous conditions. I have never heard of anybody in the worst conditions being kept like this. Um, I, you know, this is beyond my experience. Well, I mean, certainly the uh, the federal government and some state governments do keep inmates in, in conditions even more severe than this in, uh, in supermax confinement. Uh, although the, the situation there may be somewhat different in that you know, the social isolation is greater, but the inmate might have greater opportunity for uninterrupted sleep. Yeah. Um, in, in any case, uh, this, is a, this is a very difficult regime uh, for anybody to be put through for any length of time. Uh, any justification for uh, prevention of injury has not been borne out. Uh, he's been described uh, by, by Brig officials as a, as a model prisoner. Uh, no threat to himself or to uh, or to others. Uh, so the speculation is there that uh, this is being done for for punitive reasons, uh, without trial. Now um, there was some some uh, email that went around a couple of weeks ago recommending that uh, people write in to the, uh, the the people that are in charge of the break or whatever letters and stuff like that. And I uh, sent a couple in to a couple different guys. Um, any evidence that that might have done anything? I doubt it would, but I'm just wondering since the the email was floated around. Well, it hasn't done anything directly yet, but it certainly serves to raise the level of attention among the people who are in charge of this facility. Um, and potentially could prompt them to to greater action. Now, I'm I'm also of the belief that uh, you know their hands are tied to some degree, but you know, it doesn't hurt to put pressure on those folks uh, since they are people who can directly influence the the day to day of how these you know these policies, what maximum custody and what preventative injury watch are, how they're implemented. Uh, meanwhile, it seems that. The real change in conditions uh, for Bradley Manning is probably going to have to come from another direction. Uh, his attorney filed a, uh, a motion uh, late last week, uh, basically saying that since the military has not responded to a request for a reevaluation of its conditions uh, in conformance with one of the rules of procedure, uh, that he should be released. Uh, from pretrial confinement under the rules of, of procedure. Now we're, we'll see what happens.
Yeah, it seems unlikely they're going to let him go anywhere. But uh, if they could just let the guy, you know, sleep uh, when he wants to sleep, that would be uh, a huge thing. And to be able to do some sit-ups in his cell to to while the hours away. I mean, that's ridiculous. Getting woken up at 5 a.m. and then, um, being told you can go to sleep at 8 p.m. when nobody's tired. Uh, oh, that's that's it's not. I mean, those those conditions are just crazy. Yeah, and the. Uh you know it's it's kind of difficult to 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 really appreciate i think but you know prominent uh, medical officials uh, human rights examiners uh, have pointed out i think quite correctly that these conditions are regarded in uh, most of the civilized world as being equal to torture uh, not not physical torture not being beaten and having your fingernails pulled out but a psychological torture uh, which can have permanent uh, scarring effects on the on the psyche of the inmate uh, who's subjected to such treatment. Yeah, it's it absolutely it's it's true. I mean, people don't look at it that way. The guy looks whole and complete, so um, you know they don't look at it as torture. But absolutely, the government and uh, different governments around the world have figured out ways to torture a man without harming his body. That's right. That's that's a, a science that's been uh, unfortunately perfected uh, largely by military uh, organizations and intelligence organizations, uh, with the collaboration of uh, of people in the medical establishment who have questionable ethical standards. Now, you know, it's 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 one thing that um, has happened in the past. I, I one case I can remember distinctly is Jose uh, Padilla or Padilla, uh, depends on how you want to pronounce it. He had these uh, these black things over his eyes and like stuff over his ears and big like oven mitts on. Um, I mean, that's that's one of the ways that they do it. This like sensory deprivation thing. Yeah, I mean, Padilla was held in uh, in extremely. Uh extremely uh, torturous conditions, uh, sensory deprivation, uh, sensory overload in some cases, uh, total so- uh, social isolation. Uh, one report I've read said that uh, he was not physically touched uh, for something like two years, meaning that uh, the prison guards would order him around and they would they would control him, but no human being touched him uh, for two years. When he finally got to court, to quote unquote defend himself, uh, he was a vegetable. Yeah, he's cracked completely. Okay, so enough yeah, about and, you know who knows who knows whether who knows whether or not uh, somebody comes back on that, and it's it's especially distressing because you know Bradley Manning is a he's a political prisoner. Uh, what he's accused of doing, uh, you know, is a is a crime in law. But you ask, where's you know, where's the victim? Uh, who's who's the victim uh, who has been directly harmed by publication of these documents or release of the video, uh, this sort of thing? Uh, the Pentagon itself has said nobody has been harmed. Right. All they all they can do is come up. Well, he's endangered the troops. You know, this is sort of amorphous uh, accusation that it's somehow the uh, the troops have been uh, you know endangered further, as if sending them to a battle area with uh, um, to get shot at isn't endangering them. So, I mean, I, I I guess the government has in fact endangered the troops. I suppose one could make the argument that Bradley Manning has further endangered them, I suppose, but uh, only by um, an incremental amount. And then one would have to concede at that point that he may very well have um, 
you know, saved or uh, protected to some extent other civilians or some of the other troops. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, this is, uh, you know, if some, something hadn't happened, then, you know, you wouldn't, you, you can't, uh, you can't predict the future. And that's, so it's, it's just kind of ludicrous. Yeah, it's, 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 it's that, and it's even worse than that, because here you've got a young man who was accused of essentially a speech crime, uh, divulging information, uh, which in his own words, he believed contained evidence of criminal wrongdoing. Yeah. Uh, where are the prosecutions of the accused wrongdoers emerging from that material? Guess what? There aren't any. They aren't going to do that, <laughs> you know, period. Um, that's just not yeah. how they work. It's a it's a very it's no. a big it's a shame. Um, now what what's be, now I know that Michael Moore donated a, a huge amount of money to uh, uh, Bradley Manning's defense fund here recently, and um, you know he he's got to have just about the best protection um, defense that money can buy. I don't know if that's going to help him in the long run. I suspect they'll do just well, about uh, anything to make a example out of this guy. But what um, what what's being done? Well, we were we were very pleased to receive a uh, a five thousand dollar contribution from Michael Moore, which went directly to Brad's attorney. Uh, in addition, uh, Michael Moore and his uh, his organization have done a, a great job of helping us promote uh, this cause and make people aware of it. Uh, additionally, uh, Brad's attorney uh, last week or the week before last just received a uh, a ten thousand pound sterling contribution from WikiLeaks. Ah, that's the one. On I was top of that, of. yeah. On on top of that, uh, we've we've now funded his defense through uh, both the the nonprofit vehicle uh, Courage to Resist. That's our our partner in this, mm-hmm. uh, and with direct contributions to his legal trust account uh, at a level that approaches one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars U.S., which should take care of the. It should take care of the legal expenses through court martial, barring the attachment of any other expert witnesses or investigators uh, to the defense effort. So, um, you know, at this point, where it's just a waiting game until they decide to take him to court, and you know, his speedy trial will come in probably two or three years. Yeah, well, the uh, the attorney uh, David Coombs also fo- uh, filed a motion uh, last week on the on the speedy trial matter. Uh, and apparently there are there are pretty lenient exceptions in the military system uh, to speedy trial in contrast with the civilian system. And under this, I believe in late June or early July, the uh, DOJ filed a re- request for extension uh, that basically gave them leave to, you know, kind of ignore the speedy trial requirement for some time. Now, what the procedural details of that, what the limits are, I'm not quite sure. It's another another avenue of attack that we're glad to, we're glad that Bradley has somebody pursuing for him. Yeah, I, I can imagine they, they feel like they own the guy for whatever period of time his uh, service is, and um, you know, <laughs> so they can pretty much do what they want with him until uh, until that such time is over. So I imagine uh, speedy trial isn't isn't high on the list. No, it's certainly not high on the on the government's list, especially if as as some speculate. Uh, as as Julian Assange himself has speculated, uh, if part of the government's motivation for this protracted period and you know combined with the uh, the conditions that he's being held under, uh, could very well be motivated by a desire to to break him or to force him into some kind of confession uh, against Julian Assange or of 
collaboration with WikiLeaks uh, as a quid pro quo for improving his immediate situation. We don't know if that's true or not, but it's certainly a possible scenario. Indeed, um, yeah, I've, I've I've heard this uh, the speculated, and uh, you know, the poor guy in the condition he is, he probably. Uh, it, it would it would be not behoove him to do such a thing. However, he probably doesn't understand. He, at some point or another, his mind's going to crack, and he won't understand that. So, um, you know, it's it it it's just torture. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is. I, I I hope that's I hope that's not true. But it's a uh, you know it's it's a hell of a thing to endure. Um, we can we can read about it uh, academically, and uh, you know, even get real upset about it. But being there has got to be something else entirely. So I went to a Bradley Manning support rally thing. Um, I don't imagine he gets to hear about them much, but uh, you know he's he's got to hear now and then from his friend uh, Mr. Bell, who goes and visits him and his attorney. Um, you know, people out supporting Bell. him. What uh, what else is being done? Uh, there was a uh, there was a rally type event today, actually, uh, in conjunction with a. Uh, a demonstration that started at the uh, FBI headquarters in, uh, I guess, I guess in D.C., uh, and then proceeded to uh, the gates of the uh, Quantico military facility in Virginia, uh, protesting on behalf of Bradley. There were 150 people who turned out for that. Um, we're going to be pre- preparing a series of events that um, will probably come out in the in the mid-spring or early spring, uh, when the when it's anticipated that he'll be formally indicted uh, and then formally charged and move along to trial, uh, we're expecting a trial, the court martial, in the summer. So there'll be another series of events with that. Uh, you know, we're 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 kind of playing it by ear as uh, as things go along and seeing where we can you know add the resources that have that have come forward into, uh, you know, greater public awareness, uh, greater public education and greater exposure for his case and his plight. What can people do? Um, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a tough scenario. Many, many people, you know, will find their friends and family members of the opinion that Bradley Manning's a traitor. Um, you know, I, I can tell you that, uh, on some of the message boards that I've, I've frequented, I've had, uh, more than one conversation with people who are of the opinion that, uh, you know, that he's an evil man who's done an evil thing. And, um, you know, you, you try to educate them as best you can, but, but what can, what can people do? Well, it, you know, number one, I guess, is they can educate themselves a little bit if they're not fully aware of the situation. And at, at www.bradleymanning.org, we've got the, the resources to do that. Um, we've also got a petition which, uh, when you fill it out online, uh, gets printed and sent to uh, top military officials on paper. Uh, you can donate to uh, the Legal Defense Fund or directly to uh, Brad's legal trust account with his lawyer. Uh, you can write to your Congress critters and senators. Uh, you can contact uh, human rights uh, peace groups in your in your local community. Uh, organize something uh, through them or with them, uh, educating each other and the general public about what's what's been going on in this situation and really how uh, Bradley Manning now has kind of become the. Uh, the unfortunate and, and probably reluctant symbol uh, of principled ethical action in yeah. the face of massive crimes being perpetrated by the U.S. regime. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> what do you do if you're a guy who's in um, what was he, a, a private first class or specialist? I think he was a specialist at the time, and they demoted him or something. He was he was a specialist, and he'd been demoted for a, a different incident. Okay, so if you're a private in the uh, um, you know the, the intelligence branch of the military, and you find out that crimes are being committed on all levels, um, and you know outside inside the military and out, um, you know, what do you do? I, I can't imagine what you do. I mean, I, if faced with this scenario, what does the, the 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 moral, ethical person do? It seems to me that the only option that they do have is to obviously there are people well above his pay grade that are aware of these situations and they don't care. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's not their job to care. It's their job to, to follow orders, yeah. uh, at least at that level. I mean, and, and you say, well, what can you do when you're a guy in that position? And I, I think that uh, if if we're to believe the, the Bradley Manning story, he did the absolute best thing he could do. Uh, we've seen other situations uh, of soldiers who throw grenades into their superior officer's tent, uh, go on, you know, go on killing sprees uh, in on base, uh, commit suicide, uh, you know, fall into uh, alcoholism or drug abuse and on and on and on. Uh, so somebody who you know actually took the criminality that was in front of him uh, and and acted to expose it to the world uh, and to put power back into the people's hands, it's it's the most commendable thing one could have done. Well, keep in there fighting the good fight, Mike, and I uh, I hope the best for for Bradley Manning. Keep us and uh, keep me up updated and on this, and I'll uh, keep the listeners updated. Okay. Pleasure to talk to you, Mark. And just uh, once again, BradleyManning.org. That's right, BradleyManning.org.